Okay, so the show's already the show has started and we're fighting already. So anyway. yeah, I know, and you promised that you weren't going to yell at any audience I, members. I, so. I did, oh, I did, I'm not going to yell. Keep at, you to that. I, I wasn't. Yeah. I, we'll, we'll just turn your channel off. You'll be yeah. Canceled. You don't. <laughs> you can't. You can't cancel me. Oh, I'm sorry, Miss Cap Captain YouTube. <laughs> no, no one can stop me. Anyway, hi everybody. Welcome to the Ensign's Log live stream. This is your gig. You're the one that's so used to it. Yeah, <laughs> yes, because you were such a newcomer to this YouTube thing. I'm a noob. You I don't know, know anything about YouTube. You it's you forget so quickly. They, you know? they make a channel for you and call it NoobTube. NoobTube. <laughs> you noob. <laughs> yeah, so um, you know, one of the things that uh to Trekkie in the chat, some for some reason making a Superman reference, which for a Star Trek stream seems a little bit of an odd choice. Well, I mean, uh, last night, you, I mean, just continuity between last night and tonight. I guess. See, Mac, I think you should just ditch work. Okay, he's already ruined it. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Ensign's Log Live. <laughs> this is our end of season three live Q&A, where you guys can ask us questions about the show, and we'll provide answers. Yeah. Except for Steve, who will go on a weird Superman tangent, which means will be happening more and more on all of his live shows. Okay? It's a thing. Uh so anyway, yeah, this is, um, and, uh, we will talk about, you know, obviously we just finished season three and mm -hmm. we've got season four coming out, which we mm -hmm. don't, we, I mean, you know, we'll, I guess we can tease things, but we won't give anything away. Cause you know, Steve dies in the first episode <laughs> off, off mic off, before yeah, we I'm start. Not, I'm not actually in the show anymore. Oh no, we talked about that. Yeah. We're getting rid of you. <laughs> oh, I was just sorry. Joking. You were invited, but you know, you <laughs> <laughs> okay, and already we're getting the troll questions. Oh, good! Dur I like Dur the troll questions. Well, I mean, not really. Dural Trekkie's a good dude, but the question is, how long does it take to write and film an episode of the Ensign's Log? <laughs> well, well, okay. So usually our script writing process starts three years in advance, uh, which is just basically <laughs> me throwing away Steve's scripts, and then eventually <laughs> I see an idea in it, and then we develop it, and that takes six months, right? We go into seclusion Easily. in the log cabin. It's it's like it's like making an animated movie. It's like a, a multi-year process. Um, no, there's no writing process, and it takes us about what an hour. The recording takes usually an hour takes about an hour to record, yeah. but then, and then all the bullshit that happens first. Yeah. So. <laughs> All the, all the Dermans strong, you know, uh, Dana's worried about what she's going to be doing. And I don't have a character. Like you guys have <laughs> characters and then you like do the extra stuff. All I know is, okay, you guys are going to be doing something and then I'll play other people. Mm -hmm. But you me? will. You... No, always. I'm like, Jason, Jason, do you have any ideas about, you know, the show that's coming up in like two days? And we're like, ah, uh, not really. <laughs> yeah. I'm, well, the truth is, is that at that point, I probably have about five ideas for what the show that we're going to do, and I'm narrowing it down until we get closer to it. But I'm willing to throw out all of my ideas for whatever happens during the improvisation. Right. If something's going in a way that I like, um, I'll say I'll try to nudge the improv in the direction that I that suddenly came up, and I think that's the funniest, usually the funniest idea out of the bunch. Um, but no, we don't. It takes about an hour for us to record, more or less, yeah. and then along with chit chat, maybe an hour and a half two hours mm -hmm. um and then it takes me about seven to eight hours to produce the show um because basically what happens is they send me all of their recordings all of us are recording our own feeds to get the best quality mm -hmm. from the recording i then have to stitch to them together um it can be problematic because the timing the 
the, the record speed on everybody's is a little bit different. So I have to chop it up a bit, move everything so we don't get, um, we don't get echo. Then I have to find all of the sound effects. And my favorite episodes are ones where we don't go anywhere, we never leave the room, and we never get any comms. Those are my favorite episodes. Because <laughs> you can edit those. In yeah, those are, those are quick and easy. Um, <clears throat> that's when I do any voice modulating. You know, if I need to find sound effects that don't exist in the Star Trek sound canon, that's where I'll either find them or make them myself. And then, mm -hmm. so it can take anywhere between six and eight hours to, to finish up the podcast. So by the time I'm done, I've probably listened to it about 12 times, Yeah, which is the reason why I have a better memory for the episodes than Steve, who doesn't listen to the show at all. <laughs> I usually, I listen to, I usually listen to each episode once. Okay. Yeah. Um, I do listen to our, I do listen to our show. I love it too much not to listen to it. I'm usually, okay. I, I, the main, the main reason that I, I mean, other than just because I enjoy the work that we do, but like there are, there have been so many times when, when we've recorded a show and it's been so much fun when we recorded it. And then I've had the the, the sort of like the the insecurity afterwards where I'm like was that actually a good show or was that just a fun show to record you know mm -hmm. so I listened back to the to the finished episode to sort of reassure myself like oh no it was actually good you know it wasn't yeah. just that I was having a good time recording it okay how about um, you Dana what about me what about you how what's take, how long does it take me to record an episode I mean no I mean you know <laughs> do you listen to the show <laughs> Yes, I do now. I didn't. I didn't when I first joined because I was just like, "Oh God, there's no, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't." Although it's easier to listen to my voice than it is to watch my videos. Yeah, then that's true. And the voice, and it's just like I'm oh. much more comfortable recording my voice than I am like doing this live. <laughs> I mean, Steve wants everyone to see his face. Yeah, that's true. I don't. I can't relate to that. I'm. I I have... <laughs> like this is like once it's done, it's done. Like I've already done it. So like I don't go back and watch the live stream, you know, because I'm, you know, you know, I'm interacting with the people that chat at the time um and then that's like that's it so like with a video that i've like recorded and then put up because i like i don't have live streams on my channel because it's like itty bitty and it's a bb team and then you know <laughs> or with the the podcast that gets recorded and put up then it's like oh then i have to think about it later and go back to it and be like hey okay oh boy so the live stuff is very much i i don't know it's i mean and i've done live theater so it's kind of like that it's like okay once it's over it's over Ta-da! and if it's <laughs> well thank god it's over and if it was great then people tell you how great it was so it's you know it's everybody wins. Yay. Yay. Uh, Siamak in the chat asks, what are our plans to make baby as Armis cannon? Actually, actually, they asked, "What are your plans, Steve?" So please, what are my plans? Producer, well, I'm what your going plans to are to make Armas Cannon Cannon in terms of Star Trek? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy Viacom CBS <laughs> and take personal control of the Star Trek intellectual property. <laughs> I'm going to say, guess what? The Ensign's log is canon. <laughs> And that's, and you know, step it's my three dreamy profit. dream that we get a call from CBS because everyone is starting to hate their shows. And no, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> you're not one and of those fans now. I'm just, not, I'm not. You don't like I'm the not. new shows as much as I do, but you're not one of those miserable, like, fandom menace pricks. Yeah. And they yeah. say, hey, we want to make Ensign's Live a like a mini, like a 10 episode series. Here's oh. money. Here's money. That would be like the first thing that would be included in that series. Is is the is the baby Armus storyline definitely? Um, so uh, if you're asking, is Armus going to make another appearance? Uh, oh, yes, we're going <laughs> to. Let's Armus see. Is, we are going to see Armus again. More than one. No, we <laughs> we we set up that storyline and 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 gave baby that resolution for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> 
Like, Does that mean have a reason? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh. <laughs> like we we could have resolved the baby storyline literally any way we wanted. We turned him mm -hmm. into an evil oil slick and dropped him on a planet in the past. In the past, uh, so that he would have plenty of time to get even worse and more crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Question, man. Come on. I'm. I'm I, there was. I saw another one in the chat. Um, I've seen lots of things. In I the know. Chat. I know. Um, oh, 255 AD says, if we count the original episode being written as part of the process, couldn't we say that it takes about 55 years to write each episode? Yeah, there you go. Not That's anymore, true. though, because we're moving, we're, we're jumping shows now, but uh, mm -hmm. we, we could say it takes about 25 or 30 years, I guess. In fact, you could um, say the better we get at it, the shorter the process is, if you think about it. <laughs> um, CL0626 says, will you refer to animated series events as if we just didn't happen to hear about them in the previous seasons? I'm going to try to put, if I can, more references to the animated series, since we're not going to be doing the animated series um, um, as part of the show proper. I'm going to try to see if we can't get more references from the animated so that it becomes canon for our show. Mm -hmm. um, because I know that some people want our show to be canon, which is great. I would love for our show to be canon. But um, just for the canon for our show, I would love to be able to start pulling um, references from the animated series. Um, it's just which ones am I going to try to pull? I don't know myself. I mean, there is, a, there is, I've, I've had, go ahead. Well, somebody I said goes. we don't know until we get there, that's all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, there is, the, I had an idea that like we could be, be in, in the first sort of, in, in the, the opening episodes of the next season that we could sort of be, you know, we could always do the thing where we're like looking things up, mm -hmm. you know, and like, do you, like, do you, do you realize that after we left the Enterprise, there was a guy on there with three arms? It's weird, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know? Stuff like that. Yeah. So let me get this straight. There's a normal Spock and there's a <laughs> 50 foot tall Spock somewhere? That's real, right? That's a real That's a thing. thing? <laughs> so wait a minute. Spock went back in time with the Guardian of Forever and changed history. And that was completely fine. <laughs> They're just not asking questions. No, no. Uh, oh, 255, 255 AD is catching up. Wait, are oh, you okay. in the TNG era now? Because that's when I planned to finally start listening. Damn, what? <laughs> Yes, we're going to be... Okay, fine. We'll announce it. When we come back from the hiatus, um, we are going to be in TNG. Yeah. We kind of dropped that hint in the last episode. The last episode. episode. Yeah, it's not... Yeah. But since yeah. 22580 wasn't listening, how would they get that? So <laughs> That's harsh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'll finally start listening to your stupid Star Trek podcast now that you're in T... We're, I mean, God, you've really been waiting that long for us to start dealing with TNG season one? People have their favorites, I guess. <laughs> I guess. It doesn't bother me. It seems to bother Steve. It bothers me so, so, so tell deeply. me, Stephen. <laughs> that seems to be the trouble. What seems to be the problem with you having people who don't want to listen to the show? <laughs> because <laughs> it's not the series that they like. It's 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 our it's our show. People shouldn't listen to it. I told you not to release it to the public. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Oh, the 255 AD says, I never watched TOS, so I don't get the jokes. Yeah, we kind of strayed from the... I would only say maybe about an eighth of the jokes are tied directly to the episode. It depends on the episode. Yeah. Really. Yeah. So Radical Bacon wants to know if we're going to complain about the season one uniforms. I, uh, I plan to. I think one of us needs to get back surgery before the end of the season. <laughs> Um, I noticed that CLO626 says that Tina is an android and wants to know if she'll catch up to Tina. Is, don't forget, Tina is an iguana. Yes. Inside Tina an is an iguana inside of an android body. Yes. Tina's dead. Oh, I, I see one from Robert Mills. Oh. Jason, will you be able to control Steve's Riker obsession? No. No. 
Are you mean in the real only, life or on the show? The only the only way that I have any control over that is with the delete button, which I hope not to have to employ all the time. All the time. Steve, Steve, Steve understands that he'll be playing a character and not himself. That's right. Not Fan himself. Fanboying over Riker. I actually, I mean, no. G g since since people know my real life appreciation for for Riker, it might be funny mm -hmm. if my character just doesn't like him at all. Yeah, <laughs> you know, which is like, have you seen this Riker guy? Like, I mean, what a dick, right? Walking around like he owns the place. He's not the captain. Hey, jealousy. <laughs> Stop naming songs from my playlist. Um, Lisa suggests that my character should wear the Scort uniform. Are you reading my mind? I actually thought that that might be a funny gag. I thought that too. Yeah. <laughs> that you want the Scort. That, I, I, the that I, I would see it and I'd be like, it's really freeing. You should try it. There are way more uniform options in this century. Some random geek. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of troll questions. Is an instance log like role-playing and improv? Much trying, like Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. Trying so, to bully me into liking role-playing games, which of course is, <laughs> is, is definitely going to work. The way is we're going to have to trick them. I'm going to have to say, okay, we're going to have a special recording of Ensign's Log that I want to get out at a particular time. I've just mailed you some things that we're definitely going to need in order to record. <laughs> And you'll be like, why do I need weird dice for this? And I'll be like, shut up. <laughs> Just no, do no, it. No, you're shut cold. up and do it. Shapey <laughs> things. And you're like, they're not dice. And he's like, I didn't say they were dice. And he's like, well, they're not, okay? They just have <laughs> polyhedral plastic shapes with numbers on them. Totally just- Not dice, though. Exactly, not yeah. dice. Not dice. Polyhedral um, shapes with numbers on them, but not dice. Francois, Francois Lacomas, exactly. At what point did TNG in TND, D&D, see what you did. <laughs> TND did Anthon's log arrive. We arrived before Farpoint. Right. Like so, it was uh, yeah. We, we didn't we didn't make it explicit in that little scene at the end of the episode. But is, it, is the ship sort of like it's like still in dry dock maybe before mm -hmm. they before they depart on the start of the mission. Right. Yeah. Or space dock, I guess. Not dry dock. Space dock. It's Star Trek. They're in space. It's still dry. It's dr it's space is dry. Yeah. <laughs> How come we're having to find questions in the chat? You're not doing Wrong, it. Please. You said this was something that you were going to do. And yeah. Would you ever do a show where your background character is on DS9? Asks Aaron Alexander. I'm sorry, what's the question? Would, you, would we ever do a show where we are background characters on DS9? It's the only thing that I've been looking for. <laughs> and, someone else, <laughs> so, so, and someone else earlier, I noticed someone else said when we were talking about like, oh, now that they're now that they're into TNG, I'll start listening. And someone said, uh, uh, wake me up when they get to DS9. Mm -hmm. well, so we'll, well, we'll wake you up in a few more years. We're not going to yeah. get there quite yet. Well, here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to let you guys know, because there are seven, there's seven years of TNG, we're not doing seven years of the Ensign's Log on the Enterprise. Um, we're going to be, I'm going to I'm go through, find episodes, um, but I'm going to truncate it. And there is going to be a period of time, if, if you guys remember, when DS9 and TNG overlapped. Yeah. And so we have to decide if we're going to leave um, with Miles O'Brien or if we're going to split them up so that one is still on the Enterprise and the other one is on DS9. Mm -hmm. um, and that might actually get us into DS9 even earlier than we anticipated. The fun part is if we're still doing this, how in the hell we're going to get the Voyager, but we'll figure that out. And we're going to push that back as far as we possibly can. <laughs>
<laughs> maybe like maybe we can you know like your character will move to ds9 and dana's regular character will say she's staying on t on the enterprise but then we'll decide last minute to leave and go to deep space nine too so my character is stuck on the enterprise by himself yeah i was planning uh, on just leaving you on the enterprise by yourself and, we and go i'm to like DS9. Oh, god can i come to ds9 with you please it's pretty it's 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 pretty dour here it's not good though nothing's fun <laughs> The captain always looks like he's on the verge of tears or yelling at somebody. Sometimes both. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Radical Bacon just says, do a Voyager episode? Like, just randomly? Just randomly do it? <laughs> oh, oh, see, I was thinking, I was thinking you just condense all of Voyager into, like, one episode. <laughs> <laughs> There is one episode that I'm looking forward to doing more than anything else, and that is the Tribbles episode from DS9. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. Our characters would love that. Yeah, kind of. Your character would love it. Mine well, my wouldn't, but... <laughs> Are we um, missing questions? Because I keep seeing questions. But I'm, I'm, I'm going back. Seeing them. I thought you were a pro. You do this like every week, Steve. I swear to God. Okay, this is a good one. I think I know the answer to this one, but maybe not. Um, okay. Nor Norman Bookwell says, how are we going to handle the episode Code of Honor? Oh, <laughs> I mean, God. That, skip it? <laughs> Since have, we're not doing every episode from season one, just be like, I no. have toyed with the idea that the main confusion with, because it'll be one of, if we do it, it'll be one of those background things where we talk, where we say we've seen the aliens from the alien planet. We don't, but we're like, are they actually aliens? They just look like people. <laughs> <laughs> those just people well you know that was one of because dana when you and when you and i were talking a few weeks ago about your what your like your new regular character is going to be on the show um i don't think i ever mentioned this to you and i i it, it's it's kind of like it's a really like inside star trek joke but uh -oh. but like instead of saying that your character because i think we, we decided what you or you decided what species your character is going to be but um like and let's I, not I, talk about things that are going to be appearing i know i know season. but 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 i had the idea that like you know instead of being you know half something and half human like you could be half something and half one of the many many aliens in star trek that are just completely indistinguishable from humans <laughs> wait, wait wait did you have that idea i thought I, I i thought i had that idea did you have that idea i thought i had that idea i thought i had steve, that idea steve has already taken credit for one of my ideas <laughs> well but it's not even it's not even the it's not even the idea that she's using i don't think your your character is <laughs> yes, not going to be yes, part I human am, is it? because it's it's a it's a point of connection with I want her to be half human, half tribal. <laughs> Oh I want her to God. be just a huge genetic mess that comes into the door. Yeah. But which half? She's constantly having babies. <laughs> Near as I can figure, she was born pregnant. <sighs> yeah, I can't wait for Up the Long Ladder either. That'll yeah, be that, great. Up the Long Ladder is, uh, is one of several episodes from the first couple years of the show that is not terribly well regarded. Uh, that's the, the, uh, the, where the, uh, the colony of, of Irish farmers of Irish stereotypes is beamed aboard the ship and Riker gets mm. laid. Yeah. Riker, Riker gets laid Thanks. with one of them, with one of them Irish farmers. You know what I'm Great. saying? <clears throat> Robert Mills asks, is the Ensign's Q, <laughs> Go ahead. is the Ensign's Q friends with TNG's and Voyager's Q? Well, all the Q's know each other. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they recognize each other immediately, but friends, I don't know. In my head canon, I think think RQ told TNG's Q about Starfleet. That's that's but that's just in my head canon. I don't think I'm going to make that present in the show. Oh, another um, another question I found 
instead of Steve. Oh my 255 God. AD asks. I was about question. to read this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, go ahead, please. please okay. Go. Uh, uh, on Women at Warp, uh, one of the hosts on Women at Warp decided to call the race from Code of Honor the worst Wakandans. Maybe you could steal that. <laughs> I don't want to call anybody a Wakandan because the minute we do that, we're now in. We're now deep into Disney Marvel territory, so no, I don't want to. I don't want to mix my fandoms up. Maybe we'll save that for that superhero podcast that we're going to do. Oh yeah, um, Serenum Geek asks, aren't Qs just wizards? Well, as we know from The Simpsons, anytime anything unexpected or unexplained happens on a show, a wizard did it. So you know, yeah. so yes, Qs are just wizards. I mean, that, but that, that sort of you know diminishes them to say that they're just wizards. I mean, really, it's a little rude. Yeah. How dare you diminish wizards? You know, they're not represented enough in culture as it is, and here you are just, oh, they're just wizards. <laughs> just wizards. Mm -hmm. um, Jonathan Bell asks, is Naked Now going to be a bad case of deja vu for the Ensigns? Yes. That could be that that's that that could be a fun one. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. it's literally the exact same plot. They just they they said, let's do a TNG episode. That's just we'll just do a TOS episode. <laughs> I know Arcane Flame, there was a TNG X-Men comic. I know. Oh man, yeah. I don't think. Yeah, we. That's a rabbit hole. If we start going down that, if we start including like comic book crossovers with, I mean, I mean, you know, we could do anything we wanted. We could do. We could bring in the fucking Green Lanterns. We could bring in Superman. <laughs> like, you know, there. I mean, he goes been... right back to DC. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, okay. Well, oh yeah, or X Men. But you know, but that's something because you know the Star Trek, the Star Trek um, comic book license has sort of gone from you know DC had it for a while. Marvel had it for a while, mm -hmm. um, so and like they, they both companies when they first got it, like they did crossovers with it, mm -hmm. you know, because mm -hmm. they were like, it's our toy now, we get to play with it. Okay. Radical Bacon asking another another question, just des totally designed to to alienate me and irritate me. How would okay. Q, how would Q play D and D? Oh, how would Q play? Oh, that would be the greatest D and D session ever. Because <laughs> he'd put you right in it. He'd put you right in it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I don't know how fair of a GM he would be though. Um, not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever he wanted to happen would. You know I mean who I would want to play D and D with? <clears throat> Trelane. He'd be fun. He'd be fun, and he'd want to be one of the play he'd be want, want to be one of the party instead of the gm yeah that sounds great okay you know what can we hurt his feelings <laughs> God damn it. no he didn't hurt my feelings no, you didn't no, hurt my feelings my, we haven't irritated him nearly enough this is nothing i know i know I um know. would francois lacombe asks will the ensigns be court-martialed for being a wall for all this time we, we're not answering questions for for season for season four <laughs> that's a yes well but but that's that's like he's asking about the in-between well but it would happen on the show though presumably right, fair enough. like or, you or you could not um like you could have if you think if you think about it two crew members disappearing while the ship is in flight would just become another one of those things <laughs> that and, happens you know, so often yeah like, huh. they would check oh, well. the records they would see oh there was no sh no shuttlecraft left no one used the transporter they just chalk it up to mysterious space happenings and we just disappeared yep so uh, yep. the likelihood that we would be charged who knows who knows different starfleet when we when we when we travel so yeah yeah uh, a couple of questions about move along home actually which is the next episode of ds nine that dana and i are watching on our watch along series um Duralta trekkie says for, to me says you don't like to play D D, and yet you like move along home yeah because that's not because that's not playing D D. that's watching a tv show 
see how they're different. Um, nope. See, here's, 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 how they, here's how they're different. Steve can do one while sitting in his underwear all by himself. Exactly. And the other one Thank is you. social. I'm glad you understand. He has to be in his mm -hmm. underwear sitting with other people. Yeah, and that's just, that, right. can, that can get awkward, you know. Um, I didn't see Mac, don't worry about it, because I still have no idea what you're talking about. So <laughs> it's like D&D in some way, but I have no idea what way. So I guess maybe that's something that I'll, I'll, I'll figure out as, as we watch the episode. So whatever. See, I guess it's all. I'm going to nip this in the bud right here. Some random geek just asked a whole thing about techno babble instead of old English and Vulcans instead of elves. This is, that is literally something that Steve and I talked about off mic yeah. at some point when I either really wanted to make him feel bad or <laughs> I just wanted to do something that has no point at all because I knew I wasn't changing any mind at all. And Steve was like, meh, no. <laughs> Do do we want to uh, do we want to acknowledge Robert Mills's question, or do we want to keep? Yeah, the inside what is Robert Mills' question? Well, it's yeah. about it's it's about one of your favorite inside jokes from last season about Jason and the child that he fathered when he was back in uh, the 30s for seven years. Do we it's want official canon for our show? Yes. Okay, yeah, I don't. Yes, yes, yes. I, I mean, yes, I, I, don't, I don't. Which I don't, means I don't want to underline which means it, though, that because... he is um, an eighth. Vulcan. That means Jack Nicholson is an eighth. Which explains Vulcan. the eyebrows. Mm -hmm. Totally. And the and and, and the extreme personality of him. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh the and you know the love of basketball because everybody knows Vulcans are huge round ball fans. I mean they're, no, they're, they're crazy. Not. I, I'm just, I don't know. DS9 told taught us that they like baseball. They do like well they they're you know they like more it's than one the, sport. It's the statistics to that they like <laughs> to manufacture triumph. <laughs> um yeah, people are going on about, you know, I, okay, like, I get that Vulcans are like elves. I get that because of the ears. But, I mean, do you think I give a shit? Well, <laughs> the eyebrow culture and, you know, the, the the internalized emotions, but, you know, the depth of feeling that they don't really show, it goes beyond just the point of ears. You know, you know what, you know why I like Vulcans better? Because they don't, because they're not in four hour long movies. No, they're that are, in. That are, that are boring wastes of time. They're in nine to ten hour long movies, up into a series that I can watch about, an hour at a time about an old man who can barely move. All you gotta do is press the pause button. It's not that hard. Oh, pressing pause buttons. God, now you got me working. Oh, wait, that wasn't a Vulcan. That was a Romulan. Oh, <laughs> the, uh, the makeup is inconsistent. <laughs> Sometimes they have shit on their foreheads and sometimes they just have the ears. It's weird. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Who cares? Um, um, Francois Lacombe asks, how did Dana become part of the show? It's Steve's fault. Yeah, I, I mean, Steve Rutter. We begged her. We said, please. Please. Actually, I think I was yelling at Steve for not having them. Like, there's, it's like your your channel is like very dude. I mean, like there's guys and you know there's there's a few ladies around here and there, but it's few and far between. And yeah, then we like the, the Ensign's log and you know the movie podcast and more dudes. <laughs> like, well, you know, you could join us. I'm like, it's not your show, genius. Technically, it's just two dudes. Yeah, yeah. but like in, in in combination, like with with uh, the other stuff that he was he was doing at the time, and then just he tends to have a lot of male fans, and yeah. so. 
it just, you know, sort of snowballed from there. So I, I also um, hassled him about the the interview show as well. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it made sense for you to come on. It, it made sense, I thought, for you to join the podcast because we were we had been, you know, we've wanted to, to have uh, a woman join the cast for a long time anyway. I mean, Jason's talked about that for years. And, you know, you, you and I, obviously, we you know we go back a long way. We know each other. We have good chemistry together. You have a you, you have experience in theater. You're a great performer. You're quick on your feet. So we figured you'd be good at improv. I mean, it just sort of made sense, you know? And then, you know, if it had sucked, you could just, you know, say, okay, thanks. Bye. And then just like, actually, Steve will ask me to do that part just in case. <laughs> I can't do it, man. You have to, you have to tell her. No, I mean, just like not tell me. And then just, you know, after I'm gone and you guys are going to do the, the movie podcast, just re-record the show without me. Ta-da! <laughs> she doesn't even listen to the show. We can re-record it. She won't ever have to know. <laughs> um oh radical bacon this is a good question to you jason says do you think that acting training needs to have an emotional support component um depends on the person depends on the actor um i'm really good at compartmentalizing when i'm playing a role and when you know um you know i've never done movies or tv i've only done stage most of the roles i play are relatively broad um so i've never had a risk of over over connecting with the part that i've been playing but i think that that's that's a risk for whatever role you're playing if you're an actor and you um, and you need that in order to give a good performance. I don't personally need one, um, but then again, I've never been given a role where that where that has been particularly challenging for me. And maybe I'll I'll reverse it and say yes if I ever if I ever perform a role that is you know deeply emotional, heavily psychological, and I put a lot of work into you know um, getting into the character, uh, then I might change my mind and say yes, I do need that. Um, but it's always up. It's always the individual. Um, for some people, it's like putting on a coat. You put on a coat, you're the character for the however long you're playing it, you take it off when you leave the theater. Makeup helps. Makeup and costume helps a lot. Even if it's just a change in your in your street clothes. Mm -hmm. um, I usually when I'm in a when I'm in a play, I'll never be fully into character until I'm all the way into makeup and costume. And uh, that's when that's when I get the character in and then it's hard to get me out while I'm in while I'm in costume. So um yeah it really depends on the person. Yeah. What about you, Dana? You've you've acted on stage what are you what is, what's your process like in terms of getting in an, into and out of character um not so much with the makeup and costume makeup and costume is fun but that's like a separate thing um i can i can for, for me sometimes it's fun to like slip into the character when i'm not like looking like the character and just have it come through just through um mannerisms and you know speech patterns and things like that that's a lot of fun um but i think that our awareness of what we look like has a strong influence on how we present ourselves and it definitely it definitely has an effect um and then as far as emotional support i don't know it's really i mean because like as a teacher that is oh, heck especially this year that has been a job that has required a lot of emotional <laughs> support um so i don't think acting has required any if anything has required less emotional support than that um so because because you know in in acting i get close to my characters and i get close to the the, the other i mean acting is also like it's so temporary like you work with people a lot and you get close to them and then the show's over and uh -huh. you're not with them anymore and you know sometimes you stay in touch and sometimes you don't and you know that that's that's a, another challenge um but it's it's not real and man especially this year it's been so hard because i've got some students who show up a couple of times in several weeks and i'm just 
like I call the parents and I leave a message and I let the guidance counselors know that I haven't seen these students in a while and they're not showing up virtually and I hope everything's okay. And that's real. Yeah. With acting, thank God, thank God. I haven't, I, I've, I've played um, some characters that uh, have, you know, I'll, I like playing bad guys. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> um, and I can be really harsh on, you know, I can, I can say things and do things that I would never allow myself to say or do in real life. Um, and it's kind of cathartic. <laughs> just like let it all out <laughs> um but i've never i've never felt the the you know like like jason talks about about overconnecting because it's like it's play so i don't you know I, I approach that differently and then and a lot of it also has to do with if if it's not like a solo piece with the you know the interaction with the other people as well as the vibe of course once you've got an audience um and it's not just rehearsal the vibe you get from the audience all that it just all comes together in the magic of theater <laughs> Uh, we have a question from Jesse West Bateman. Thank you for the super chat, by the way, which I will be. Thank keeping, you, Jesse West. Bateman. Which I will be keeping 100% of. That's um, right. Steve keeps 100% of the profits for any of the super chat questions during this. It's He's all doing a bang up my job, pocket. isn't he? Staying uh, on top of the questions. And the ad revenue, too. And yeah. the ad revenue, too, baby. Mm -hmm. um, Worth every penny. Will, will the Ensign's Log do any episodes that take place during any of the movies like Star Trek V? Also, known as my favorite late seating review. <laughs> Very nice. Thank you. I have had some thoughts about this. And of course, I didn't discuss it with Steve. It's my fucking show. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Here's um, what we're doing. You're going to do as I tell you. But I'm thinking about doing special, technically non-canon episodes of the Ensign's Log that take place during the movies that will be a Patreon-only. Uh, oh, that's neat. A Patreon-only kind of bonus. I can dig it. That could be a lot of fun. Um, some, two for 55 AD has asked this question a couple of times, um, okay. and, I, and I've missed it because I'm doing such a bad job, I guess. Who um, said that? I just <laughs> said you did, were doing a terrific job. <laughs> well, uh, he said we, he wasn't doing his job, so we didn't say he was doing a bad job. Just no! You have to do the job first uh, oh, before I gotcha. we can make a judgment about whether you're doing a good or a bad job of it. I gotcha. I gotcha. 255 AD says, do you need to watch a thing to get a podcast making fun of it? I like god-awful movies but you have to actually watch the shitty Christian movies to get everything. I don't, I don't think, I mean, I feel like if you watch Star Trek, you'll get more from our show, but I don't, I guess it's not really absolutely necessary. I would like to point out that you don't have to watch the show to do the podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Very true. Very mm -hmm. true. Although sometimes it helps when, because there was, there was uh, somebody came along and said how, you know, Lenore doesn't sound anything like she does. You know, she, her voice has changed. I'm like, what are they talking about? I'm doing the same voice I've always done. And then you guys were like, she was a character on the show, Dana. I was like, oh, oh, I got it. That's what they meant. Whoops. Um, Mullet asks, this is for you, Jason. You were saying that being in costume helps you get into character. Do you wear a Trek shirt or something when you do the Ensign's Log? I'm always wearing a Trek shirt. You no, sleep I in. don't. One of the greatest things about doing a podcast is that it's literally theater of the mind for the most part. Um, you can do anything. You can say anything. And because it's basically radio all you really need are sound effects so um i don't usually wear something to get into into the headspace for um my character on ensign's log um because we've been doing it for so long at this point it's just like stepping into it as soon as we as soon as we hit record as soon as i say hello and welcome to the ensign's log i'm by the time i finish that sentence mm -hmm. i'm fully jason on the show um if i needed to wear a costume i'd wear it 
but I don't I don't necessarily need it for for this because um, one of the things about a costume that helps you out a lot is physicality when you're performing on stage. It can really affect how your character stands, moves, and interacts with the world. So in this case, I'm just you're seeing what I do when we record it. I just literally mm -hmm. lean into my microphone and talk to these two yahoos, and then we have a show at the end of it. And um, so I don't usually get dressed up, but I I will say <laughs> this: if I could reverse my camera you guys would see a huge amount of star trek props and models and you know things like that so it's not far away from me at any point i have that oh she has she takes notes who am i this week oh god what do they sound like i have to do this character again what did she sound like last time right oh god. and like particular lines that you need to make sure to say for story stuff and um yeah i know i will see for me because when when we started the show our characters especially my character was was basically me and 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 the steve on the show has has is not as much like the real me as he was at the very beginning because the character sort of moved on and evolved and you know every time you make a joke it becomes a part of the character you know um so he's he's but but at the beginning i mean there really did you know i like jason just said about having all the memorabilia and stuff on his desk like i mean i am like a walking encyclopedia of star trek i know a shit ton about it i love it we have every so, character staring at you right now behind right, you exactly <laughs> exactly and um and so batman and, and, and batman and catwoman yeah so you know i mean it's not like it took me a whole lot to get into a star trek headspace like and jason when you uh, we've mentioned this i think in every live stream that we've done about the show now i mean when you when you pitched the show to me it was like of course i'm gonna say yes like mm -hmm. what 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 universe is it when i'm not gonna say when when my best friend says you want to do a star trek podcast we'll play characters the on the Enterprise. universe yeah the Zack snyder universe is when i would <laughs> Um, but, um, but yeah, so, I mean, it didn't take a whole lot for me to get into character in the beginning. And now, because we've been doing the show for so long, you know, it, uh, it's just, it's natural. Like, I feel like I know the guy, so I don't need the, you know, it's just, you slip right into it. I mean, Dana, you're the one who's really had the challenge because you weren't really a Star Trek fan going into the show. And, and also you didn't have, uh, you know, this season that we're about to start that we haven't even started recording yet is going to be the first one where you will have a, a consistent recurring character. Like you've been sort of just playing whoever we needed you to play for an episode Hence the notes yeah Hannah, the worst scottish accent ever um rigelian fever is apparently very serious in all caps <laughs> like all this stuff i'm like knowing the names of things um i definitely um and ncc 1701d where are we which one is this yes i mean y'all know that kind of thing i'm just like what is it I have to write it down <laughs> to write it down okay or i'm not gonna know and i know i know people are gonna in fact no people actually won't say anything about it because they'll be like we need to go back you need to say it this way it's actually mm -hmm. <laughs> so in case anyone wanted to know how the show goes if anyone makes a horrible canon destroying either <laughs> for the, the the show or no steve's done it plenty i've done it a couple times sure yeah um you did it with the shives and just worked it in yeah oh awesome. if i can't immediately think of a way if it's something that's uncorrectable within the podcast within the improv i will stop and say no no that didn't happen so 
we're yeah. going to go back and we're going to try to fix it. Yeah. But I, I remember, I remember the most recent time that I did it was, it was a couple episodes ago when I said something that our characters don't actually know. Like it's something mm -hmm. that we know as, as creators, but that our characters don't actually know. And you had to stop me and say, Oh, they don't know that, you know, yeah. and we had to go back and do that line over. But yeah, stuff mm -hmm. like that happens a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm the guardian at the end. You're bad improv. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and speaking of improv, uh, Lisa Garrison asked, I, I noticed she's asked a couple of times, uh, how much of the show is scripted and how much is improv none is scripted <laughs> it's total improv well, we have none, this is my script guys this is this so is basically it. what i'll do is i'll come up with an idea a general idea for what's going to happen in the next episode um all of it is in my head i don't write it down or arc it or script it together it just kind of happens to i know that certain things need to happen and i try to kind of guess where they could happen within the timeline of the show um usually i tell steve nothing we just <laughs> yeah it, we, when we're talking right beforehand i said okay what i would like to happen is this is going to happen and then this is going to happen and um i give dana a little bit more time because she needs it so i she needs it i'll give it her give her a couple of days with the ideas that i'm having um and then uh we record it and like i said before if i see it going in another direction that i think is funnier or more interesting then i'll push us towards that direction or just give the note inside to say steve react this way or right. you know you yeah. know dana react this way this is what you this is basically what you need to do it's the um, funniest thing you've ever heard or it's the most horrifying thing <laughs> <laughs> um and then the, that part those parts just get edited edited out of the sound stream yeah. and um what i also edit out is um my dog's tap dancing in the background you know if i can get <laughs> any other sound out i'll try to get it out um and laughing when we because we'll when, often when we say corpse. something yeah the the really funny lines that you guys hear is usually the second time we recorded it because sometimes we will start laughing while the words are coming out of our mouth. Oh yeah, that happens. That happens fairly frequently. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Two fifty five AD asks, "Will we have our characters get sent back in time to join the NX one crew at some point?" Sure. When I'm seventy five, great. Yeah. <laughs> if be, we're yeah. still doing the show, we've gotten to the point where Enterprise is the next show. Or you want to keep doing it? Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Arcane Flame asks, is eating in the shower a real life Steve thing or a character? Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> he's misre he's misrecording dates because he bought himself a big ham. Uh, and I and I know that, oh God, we're not gonna have Steve today because I can see on Skype he just went, just went to the Stuckies, bought a big ham, and I'm like, Great. He's not coming out of the shower until he's it's, done, until that thing is a bone. It's the it's the best way to eat a whole ham. You don't have to slice it. You don't have to plate it. You it just take the, it. You cuts the salt down. Oh, you, I mean, it's great. Um, so practical. It's thank you, Dana. It's very practical. Um, Duralta so Trekkie asks, "How would a Snyderized version of the Ensign's Log be like? Uh, every week, the ship would crash into a populated city. Um, <laughs> millions of people would die. None of us would care. We'd I mean, be indifferent. <laughs> We'd be, yeah. There'd be lofty dialogue. Lofty dialogue. <laughs> yes, lots of." lofty dialogue nobody would ever want to help anybody we talk uh, about ourselves and our actions in the third person yeah everything would be a burden everything would be a burden mm -hmm. uh there would be in just just completely over the top gratuitous violence every couple of minutes for no and reason we'd f find a way 
so that Starfleet is uh, Starfleet, an organization that is designed to help people and uh, explore space, is somehow a bad thing, and we should all be doing it individually if we wanted to even do it at all. Because <laughs> we don't owe nobody nothing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah, it would be terrible. It would be terrible, just like the Snyderverse in the movies is terrible. And I don't know uh, how we do slow motion on a no, podcast. How do you do audio we'd slow motion? we figure out a way yeah. to get it in there. We'd have, we'd, we'd, we'd just like have stretch to... Out, stretch out the audio. I could do that. <laughs> Jason. No, you, don't, you don't even have to change the pitch. Just like stretch it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, the music man teaching people how to sing. It's just sustained talking. Um, Radical Bacon wants to know, will the Ensigns ever get promoted? No. We're going to have to change the title of the show. Why would we do that? Um, I think I think temporarily. They well, you could. got, yeah, your guy got promoted but, in like season two, right? Yeah. Yeah. Season were, two. Yeah. Briefly. Yeah. Um, I think that that's, there's a possibility that we will have an episode at some point in which we see our futures where we will have promotions and things like that. But I mean, as but as far as the show goes, no, they can't. They're always on, I think Jay, the Jason character is far more competent at his job than Steve is. So the likelihood that he would remain an ensign forever is not totally believable. Um, but there's, I think there's always going to be things that'll prevent him from being able to go to the next rank, whatever that is. What is it? Lieutenant Junior Lieutenant, Grade. Lieutenant Junior Grade, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think my character might actually get demoted. I think I might end up as an Ensign Junior Grade at some point. He's going to end up as an Admiral. I'll just have just the little think hollow about, think about Think about Admirals in Starfleet and then That's think about... The, I'm going to be the... I'm gonna, I'm going to be the, uh, the Commander-in-Chief of Starfleet at some point. <laughs> That's the dream episode. That's the dream episode. <laughs> Check off. Uh, Pavel. Rank Admiral. Um, Sig77 says, to me, I guess, because it says, hey, Mr. Encyclopedia, uh, how did Wesley return to the movie Nemesis when he should be roaming with the time traveler in TNG? Ah, that's a deleted scene. That's not canon. Or, if you prefer the other answer, uh, shitty lazy writing. Because <laughs> it's a terrible movie, and it's a terribly written movie, and there's not an obvious character choice that wasn't made in that movie. You know, like, oh, let's have Riker and Troy get married. Sure, why not? Let's have Wesley get The truth get, of the matter is, sure, is that the, the space traveler, or whatever his name was, the, yeah. his name was the traveler. The, the traveler, right? yeah. They really hurt yeah. themselves coming up with that, too, didn't they? He didn't want to teach Wesley anything. <laughs> he realized he, he made his, a mistake. He had an ulterior motive. <laughs> oh, I see where you're going. And the quicker that Wesley could get away, the better. If you didn't notice, he's always looking behind him. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's, it's bad for Wesley. It's too dark. It's too dark. Don't, yeah. Too dark mm-hmm. for Star Trek. Especially when he became a shill for all of the shows currently on CBS. You mean, you mean Will Wheaton? Yeah. <laughs> He's the host of the Ready Room. Oh, good for him! Guess that makes him a shill in your mind. I mean, you know what else? Man's got to make a living. To do? What? Play D and D. Good for him. Well, I, well, I, well I, I guess I know what we're not doing. If I ever hang out with Will Wheaton, he'll be like, "You want to play D and D?" I'll be like, "I'm gonna go back to my room. You have fun." Um, mm-hmm. Beautifulest one asks, uh, this is for all of us, if we had to choose a particular iteration of Star Trek to live in, uh, which version of Star Trek would we choose? Hmm. I'm going to go back to the original series. Really? Yeah. You'd yeah. want to live in classic Trek. Number one, I wouldn't be in Starfleet. Yeah, that's true. You don't have to be in Starfleet. I would, I would, be, I would be a Fenton Mud, I think, <laughs> more than anything else. I think I would probably be closer to a Fenton Mud than I would be to, to anyone. But I mean, it just feels more, and I don't know how to put this, it feels more adventurous. It just feels more adventurous than TNG. 
and G felt like a cruise yeah. and, and things would happen and they go, Oh dear. And then that would be the end of it. Yeah, and... I, I kind of like that. Like if we're talking about living somewhere, I don't like adventures, like in stories are lovely, but mm -hmm. them sucks. Like they're not fun. They're unpleasant until you're done with them. And then you look and you're like, Oh, that was, you know, that was certainly interesting. And it makes for a good story, but it also makes for a good story when it happened to somebody else. And you can just talk to everybody. You can just... mm, I'm so still sticking with the original that. series. I like it. Yeah. I, I like the aesthetic. I just yeah. like that. I just, it feels more fun to me than being, TNG just feels like, don't take this the wrong way, Dana. It feels like school all the time. <laughs> TNG feels comfortable and secure and, and relaxing. Like a cruise, um, not, like school. not like school. Dear God, <laughs> like school. <laughs> School is Everything is incredible. beige and boring and just yeah. I would say <laughs> what? What do you? What do you have against beige? You do it well. You paired it with purple, and I'm not saying that I have a problem with your beige. But if you're surrounded in a beige nightmare in space, <laughs> the original like subtitle of the series, by the way, Star Trek Beige Nightmare. Beige nightmare in space. All I'm saying is, is that the you know. Oh, oh, that's why the I ship like doesn't seem to have deck plates. It's got wall-to-wall -wall carpeting. For fuck's sake, yeah. I you never saw a single person vacuuming and grumbling about. I joined Starfleet so that I could vacuum <laughs> these hallways all day, goddamn long. <laughs> it's a good life. That's why. That's why it's, Kip is so mad. It's yeah. a good life in Starfleet. Vacuuming the carpet of the Enterprise mm -hmm. D. By the way, if you get the HD version, you get to see all the crap that's on the floor. Yes. So. <laughs> Boy, they don't vacuum this thing at all, do they? No. Um, I would say I agree with Dana. If I had to be, if if, if we're talking about where I'd want to live, it would, it's yes. definitely TNG. Um, because it just, yeah. I mean, all, all the things that you're citing as, as reasons why you wouldn't want to live there, Jason, are the reasons where I would. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> yes, yes. There are kids on that Enterprise. Yeah, but you know what, though? It's a big ship. <laughs> You can avoid the kids. It's okay. Of, yeah. It's just like being on a cruise. <laughs> you guys do whatever you want. Get your replicator bullshit. I'm going to be happy, perfectly fine eating my multicolored, you know, your food cubes, cubes. Yeah. while I'm robbing the Enterprise blind. <laughs> And then just running away. Now, if we're talking about like what is what what would be, I mean, just in terms of like aesthetics and and feel and what I think would be the most interesting, yeah, period to live, then probably the TOS movies. I think I've said before the TOS movie era, especially like yes, you love that, you love that aesthetic between yeah. like Star Trek two and Star Trek six is like I that's my favorite Star Trek. And um, don't get me wrong, I love DS nine. I would never step foot inside of that goddamn space station. <laughs> you would want to live there. No, everyone's at war. No one feels good. Nobody wants to be there. No, yeah, that that one it, again. It's 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 all about you know comfort. And you know, if I'm living somewhere, I want to be I want to be comfy and happy and you know yeah. adventurous and adventure. Screw that. But on DS9, if I'm standing in one place for too long, a really grumpy security chief tells me to <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> a really grumpy security chief who can take different shapes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, who can like show up in your room as like a plate, and then all of a sudden he's like, I heard what you said. How bad was DS9? Most of the crew escape into a holodeck to the 1960s, <laughs> but not even the captain feels comfortable going to because he has he knows the history of of the country that that is set in. Yeah, yeah. Which is one of my favorite bits of the last season of DS9 when when everybody's like all excited about like, "Oh, let's go save Vic's nightclub." And Cisco's like, "Nope." <laughs> 
I'm not saving the the, the nightclub based on racist 1960s Vegas. Mm. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Um, yeah. Uh, Duralta Trekkie has a question for our characters. Okay. And the question is, hello, this is Captain Nate Neal from the 24th century. Admiral Pittman and Commander Zachariot had a fight. Pittman says, Kirk sucks. Opinions? Um, he's a guy. I mean, he's he's a captain. He's got good qualities. He has bad qualities. He has... He definitely has moods. I'll say that much. He certainly um, does. But I mean, he's been fair. I mean, he could have killed Steve or, or got him sent to another ship. Well, he was cool about you. Remember the time I accidentally sent him the dick pic? Yes, he was cool. About and he was totally cool about that. He he could have mm -hmm. made a big deal about it. And he, you know, he totally just kind of brushed it off, which I thought was really cool. I mean, mm -hmm. see, for me, I think he I, I think he was a good captain. I'm going to miss he having was a him good as captain. captain. Yeah, I know you, you know, you had no you, pike. I was just going to say, see, I, that's where I was going to go with that. You served on mm -hmm. the Enterprise for a lot longer than I did. So, you know, you got, I mean, you, you're like kind of in love with the previous captain. I'm the sure The other thing is, good. is that, you know, Kirk knew how to laugh, had a good time. Yeah, have a good time. He was good with kids. I just how hope many? we never get a captain who yeah. is like the opposite of all of those yeah, things that where suck. he doesn't appear to ever have fun at anything. His interests, interests are boring to the point which you nod off while he starts talking about them. And I just don't think I could get a behind a captain captain that doesn't like children hopefully that would never be a problem that we will face right exactly yeah. hey speaking of laughs how many beeps does it to indicate a laugh you're a fucking bastard you are oh yeah that was low even for you i don't know <laughs> is it three beeps if you know. think something is funny i yeah i guess <laughs> Like, you know, I'll ask him how funny it is when you actually have to end your relationship or the universe will implode and see oh, how many okay. laughs I get out of him for that. That's, I guess I walked if right the, into I that I mean, one. you can hurt both ways. This can go both ways if that's what you want. I guess I walked right into that one. Yeah, you did. You made fun of a crippled man. <laughs> a hero who saved lives. I mean, come on. Well, remember, it's my fault. Yeah, that's, oh, that's right. It is your fault. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, um, Andre Kriskovich asks, can we please get a plar? spin-off. Thank you. Plarb is my favorite character I would love, that I've I ever would, done. I would love a Plarb spinoff. And I would like to say, maybe there'll be another Plarb episode coming up very soon during the break. <gasps> another, sh like our, our, our version of Short Treks. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I mean, we did yeah. we did a brief plarb between the break between two and three. Two and three, yeah. And that yeah. was one of my favorite things ever, um, mainly because it was short and also because I love plarb. plarb and so, yes, a spinoff series, we only have so much time <laughs> in the week. Um, so to do a whole nother series, I, I don't know how much you'd love plarb if it was like a continuing Yeah, series. that's true. Yeah. He's a somewhat limited character, but he's really funny. I mean. Just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, John Burns wants to know have any of us ever acted as a quadrupedal character either on stage screen or audio i've never done it i've never done that dana have you ever played a quadruped yes you have Tina's Wait. an iguana. Gene. Oh, that's right. Well, Tina's an yeah, iguana. That's true. Tina's an iguana. God, Wait, did he say quadruped my, or? My oh, okay. I didn't make her an iguana. You guys came up with it. Shit. Pay attention. See, this is why I have notes, people. And she doesn't even listen to the show. I do now. Well, that's true. You do now. <laughs> 
Uh, Miles Mulholland says, "Excellent season, chaps, and welcome, Thank you. Da- and welcome, Dana. Uh, loved your TOS counselor. I guess that's Doctor McKenna there. That's um, McKenna. Yeah. Can't wait for season four. <laughs> Looking forward to the Johnson baby reunion via Tasha Yar. Don't get too far ahead now. <laughs> Don't get too far ahead. Oh, Ace of Sevens points out that Jason voiced uh, Spot. <gasps> that's right. You did play a quadrupedal character. I did. You hey, were Spot. Yeah. yeah, I played Spot. Hello, <laughs> hello, everyone." <laughs> John Byrne says Dana is officially a fantastic actor. Oh, thank you. I would agree. Because I take notes. <laughs> because you take notes. <laughs> um, Lisa Garrison says, this is a que- another question in character. Mm-hmm. Lisa Garrison says, so I heard your new captain is French, but when I met him, he seemed like super British. What's up with that? Well, we don't know. I don't, we, we haven't just, met the new captain yeah. yet. Yeah. How do you know we're even going there? Yeah. Maybe we'll it does wind sound- up on the Pegasus? What's what? another one? <laughs> Why the the Yamato? Oh, we could wind up on the Yamato. Yeah, a ship with where where you were though. Well, but we might we might we might transfer to another to another. But that would be weird. It would be weird. You don't know that that's going to be your captain necessarily. That's true. But it would be weird if he was French, but he had a British accent. Who? Yeah. What's the point of that? And be like, he comes in, pip pip, tally ho. I'm going to have some tea, gentlemen. Bye bye. And oh, by the way, I'm totally French. By the way, I'm totally French. Well, you know, I mean, Battle of Hastings, 1066. They did kind of invade and take over. Yeah, so maybe Thank there's like... Thank you, yeah. Miss Dana. <laughs> English teacher, let's talk about the development of the English language. No. <laughs> 255 AD asks, why do they eat regular food even though they have the replicator? Why is no one like, I'm going to have rhino steak or Kentucky Fried Endangered Parrot? I guess, like, why, why aren't we ordering more, like, exotic shit out of the replicator instead of always ordering, like, normal? I don't know. I mean, do you really do you really want to eat like a rhino steak? Does that sound appetizing? Well, I'm curious. I mean, how like how the replicator would replicate rhino steak if it hadn't actually been, you know, someone a- had to cook a rhino steak and put it into the replicator not system. Not right. Like, what 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 the replicator could conceivably do is look. I mean, depending on the how advanced it is, look at the you know molecular structure of different types of meats, like the muscle tone of the original animal as compared to what happens when it becomes a steak. I don't think the replicator can do that though. I but it could. If I went up and I said I want a I want a, a lukewarm glass of Tyrannosaurus Rex semen. I don't think the computer would be able to make that. There would be a margin or of error. There would be a margin of error. <laughs> It would go, bib, bib, that is not in our menu. <laughs> you Try have been again. reported to the ship's counselor. <laughs> Which is exactly what he wanted, you know. Oh, you God. can't go up and say, I want I want a well-done bathrobe, please. And the computer would just go, what does that mean? Oh, Radical Bacon just made the joke I was about to make. Could we order human steak? Could we use the replicator to eat human flesh? According to Jason, no. I'm saying yeah. it's theoretically possible. I'm saying it's theoretically possible. Deanna Troy's no. board lights up when someone orders that. <laughs> oh, like, shit. Here we go. <laughs> Um, Francois Lacombe points out the replicator can make Klingon food. I don't think it would have problems making rhino steak. 
Well, it's all dead. It's, <laughs> Klingons hate it because all the food is is yeah. That's right. A lot of Klingon food is supposed to be served live, mm -hmm. and uh, the replicator cannot create life. Only they God complain can a lot life. about rep replicated gach. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cmac points out something really, really bad happened to the Yamato. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna point that out. I was gonna say we 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 could end up serving on the Yamato, a ship with no doubt a very long and bright future ahead of it. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Um, another question for us in character. Hmm. My ship just crashed from Duralta Trekkie. My ship just crash landed on this planet. The crew seems kind of pissed. Any tips how to get off the planet? I'd say fix the ship. Yeah, fix the ship. I mean, if you can't fix the ship, uh, I guess get used to the planet. <laughs> I mean, do, as best do, you can. Do you have a Scottish person who's like really yeah. good at engineering? It helps if you have a Scottish guy. Scottish people are great with engineering. <laughs> but you have to have a little booze. They don't. <laughs> yeah, you don't they're Thinker doesn't get warmed up unless there's a little booze around. Uh, or, or I mean, uh, although not all not all Scottish people are engineers, though, right, Doctor McKenna? She's the engineer of the mind. Doctor McKenna, are you there? I don't want to be here. <laughs> Dr. McKenna, we miss you. Why did you leave the ship? Because I hate both of you. <laughs> I despise you. You forced me into early retirement, goddamn you. We drove her crazy and it broke her accent. Is it, is it crazy. Is it, is it because Jason called you mommy that time? <laughs> Why'd you have to remind me? I'd almost put it out of my mind. It just slipped out. I couldn't help it. Fuck you. <laughs> I've been having breastfeeding nightmares since you left. Good. That's, that's I hope, true. I, I hope they get worse. I hope he chew your tongue off. He was he was having such a night terror a few weeks ago. I actually had to leave half my sandwich in the shower and go chew wake him up. Tell <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> you, I'm, I'm very good at cursing. Like not just not oh, just yes. swearing, but like calling down curses on people. Not oh, people. cursing I, people, you mean? Not, calling not down the thunder. But um. <laughs> <laughs> um, Radical Bacon wants to know if we have nicknames for the ships. For instance, in the Navy, they call the Enterprise the Enterprison. Yeah, I've heard that one. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever came up. Okay, so secretly for the character, internally, yeah. but he never says it out loud. He calls it Biggie. Biggie. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, I My character doesn't have a nickname for the ship, but whenever they serve pie in the commissary, those are Enterprise. Steve. Yes. What? I say I, 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 you know, would you, who wants an enterprise? For someone These who's are, never going to be a father, the enterprise. You do a lot of dad jokes. You do a lot of dad jokes. You I mean like you? That. You mean I'm really funny? <laughs> yes, that's that's what Is I that mean. What you mean by that? I'm that's really, exactly what I mean. That's what my a dad bright, joke means, right? Boy. That you're really funny. <laughs> I love all of your puns and all of your dad jokes. I know you do. I know you do, my friend. It's great. Enterprise. Enterprise. You know, um, later when I'm going to be banging my head with the refrigerator door, uh -huh. I'll, I'll think Enterprise and I'll just bang it harder. But I'll be laughing. Of course. And crying at the same time. I know. Yes, uh, CMAC, I do have children. They're grown adult children. I'm old. But, but they still count. <laughs> Um, there was a good one up. Oh, Miles Mulholland asks for each of us who's our favorite character that we have played on the show so far. Mm. Mm. I have a lot that are. A tie. You've played a lot of characters. I haven't played nearly as many as you have. Um, Spot Mud, um, Baby, Baby. Yeah, I love playing Baby. Oh, well, I love playing Baby. Oh, I love them all equally. I love playing Mud because Mud is one one of my favorite Star Trek characters. Not the one that appeared in Discovery, um, but the original Mud. Yeah. The uh, um, yeah, the Roger Carmel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Uh, I can't remember the name of the character, but it's when we uh, went to the Eden planet with Val. Oh, the, yeah. And you were mm-hmm. the guy, yeah, who... Oh, God. He was so annoying. And Plarb. I and love Plarb, Plarb. of course, yeah. I like the uh, my Romulan guy. I, I, you know, when it, we've only we've only had them pop up in I think three episodes, but uh, mm-hmm. I like my Romulan guy. <laughs> Dana, who's been your favorite character so far? I like Tina a lot, but I'd probably have to say Lenore. I mean, the the descent into just like sheer I will make you suffer. That was fun. What about Linda? <gasps> Linda, security security crewman Linda. Um, Linda's nice, but I mean, essentially, it's just me yelling at Steve. I'm so <laughs> sad that we lost. Linda so uh, soon. Why? I mean, come on. You guys, like, you're on the Enterprise like a week. I guarantee you, there are going to be plenty of crewmen who want to go. <laughs> That's you true. Know, just, the, the challenge will be developing slightly different voices for any of the females. And of course, you'll have to, you'll get to take the dude. So I mean, we can tag team this. Mm-hmm. It can be like, you know, like a crew thing. <laughs> um, Arcane Flame wants to know what are our, what are all of our favorite Star Trek ship classes? Oh, God. That's a nerd question for you. Um, I love, well, I, I love the constitution class. Right. I mean, I mean, I, and that's a boring answer because it's been like, that's the class from the movies and from, uh, the TV show. Um, mainly because my favorite ship is, um, the enterprise from Star Trek, the motion picture. Yeah. That is my, the refit my favorite, constitution the class. refit constitution yeah. class is my favorite. It's a beautiful ship. Um, and then after that, it's constitution class from the series. Um, <laughs> And I have a soft spot, even though it's kind of boring. I do have a soft spot for the Defiant, and that I can't remember. That's Defiant class, isn't it? Uh, I, I can't remember it, what they called it. I don't it. think. It, I, yeah, hmm. I can't remember if it's called Defiant class or not. But the, the Defiant would be would be would be what I would say. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Dana, I'm always impartial to the the Y wing. I think. <laughs> I take it back. I really like a Star Fury. That's my one of my favorites. <laughs> I love a Star Fury. I like the ship from Forbidden Planet. I think it's, it's literally oh, just no, a we're rocket, we're, isn't we're it? We're on a treasure planet. Man, um, that, oh, that which is just like a boat. Yeah, it's like a ship, but like the sails light up. Oh, come on. That's not pretty. Okay, we have a request here. It's not directly a request. I feel like this is a request for an improv. So the, the, the question is directed at me. Could, I, could we do Forrest Gump as a Starfleet? crewman so here's what i propose oh, i will be crewman forest and you two no. will be officers who are or maybe jason you can be an officer and dana you can be a fellow crewman who we're, we've been called in for discipline or something all right fine okay? let's do a quick improv okay just real quick okay and i'm forrest gump but you guys can be whoever you want enter crewman gump reporting for duty do you know why you've been called here crewman gump no what about you crewman rogers <laughs> Uh, just look, just call me Linda, okay? What? Okay, Linda, do you know why you've been called here? Uh, I just got summoned. What? Okay. When Crewman Gump first joined us here on the Enterprise, um, it was stated in his record that he should not go anywhere near a window. Right. Because he doesn't understand the concept of space travel. It's not all the time. This is what sometimes I mean. the stars get all long and streaky. Uh, so That's, why, yes. why is he on our ship? It, it, it's, it's a program, Okay, you know, sometimes the Federation comes up with being very, very inclusive. We better, better code for this program. Well, yeah, it should. Oh, but okay. the thing, the problem with Gump is, is that we don't even know why he is the way he is. He's just 
that's the way he is. And he needs to feel like he's a part of something. Everyone Bob, has a job in the Federation. Right here, sir. Yeah, you can said, say almost anything in front of him. It doesn't matter. My mama says serving on a starship was a fine job. That's great for you and your mama. Um, so she I died. just want, we're going to try to do this again. You understand okay. that when you look out a window, it's not night, right? Yes, sir, it is. No matter how long you look at it, the sun is not going to come up. It will someday. Well, if we go into a system that has a sun, then yes, the sun will eventually come up. But it doesn't make it night or day. Those are concepts based on when you're on a pardon. I'm sorry. No, no, it, it's fine. Please continue trying okay. to explain things to Crewman Gump. Well, that's the point. I can't, he doesn't. Did you understand anything I said, Crewman Gump? You said that sometimes it will be daytime when we get close to a star. Uh-huh. Okay. So unfortunately, we cannot have him having another freak out where he starts running around the ship nonstop for no reason. I could so, run like the wind blows. Yeah, he can run that. There's no wind in space or Why? in this ship. Why not? I heard somebody a, say that there was outside. a... I heard somebody can say we just... You? Can he work with you? Please, sir. But, please, no. Sir, please. But we... Linda, the, you're going to be permanently assigned to Kermit oh, Gump. Oh, we're going to be... To make sure he doesn't swallow his tongue <laughs> or accidentally walk Linda, out an airlock. Linda, we're oh, going to be... I mean, yes, sir. Of course. We're going to mm -hmm. be such good friends. You're going to be the bestest friends. You know, I'm going to show you a really, really special, special place, Kermit Gump. That's great. You can do that later right now it's time for his bath and scene <laughs> it's bath time <laughs> and scene hope you're happy 255 ad i hope you're happy now sorry throughout the uh, trek he says that i my gump sounds like sulu i don't know if a that's little a, bit i don't know it's kind of he, yeah because i, I kind of go for a deep voice with it yeah the helm is sluggish captain <laughs> Um, John Burns wants to know any thought to have the ensigns join the Orion pirates while on board the pirate ship. You have to talk like a pirate at all times. I would love to be able to do it so that the Orion pirates did talk like pirates. <laughs> I think that would be great. Yar, hey. we're pirates from Orion. We be <laughs> like, boy, they take this pirate thing awful seriously. The word slave doesn't mean the same thing to you as it does to us, apparently. <laughs> We don't see what the problem is. That be feeling like a retcon, it do. <laughs> uh, Dana, Dana Alta Trekkie wants to know, this is a question for you in character, I guess, I, I presume as Dr. McKenna, based on the question. Um, <coughs> did you know that your job inspired Deanna Troy? Oh, I, why they had her in that particular outfit that didn't match nobody else's. <laughs> it's very unfortunate, but... Uh, the counselor cleavage outfit? You Indeed. always, you always wore a proper uniform, Dr. McKenna, which I appreciate. Yes, well, apparently it didn't seem to matter much. Apparently they, they, they decided that, that certain other attributes were more important than professionalism. <laughs> Damn. Not, throwing not, shade not, at not, Counselor Troy. No, no, no. She's, the, the, the point is, she can act as a professional all she wants, but she is not being treated like one. Uh, well, that's true. Hey, damn straight it is. <laughs> My mommy liked to wear blue. I'm sure she did. <laughs> Uh, Lisa Garrison wants to know, how is my Takei oh my? Well, let's see. Oh my. That really sounds like Forrest. No, that sounded good. It did. Oh my. Oh my. That sounds like Forrest. Oh my, Jenny. What are you doing? 
put your clothes back on. You did. You did. Uh, Sulu. I, for we, the show. Yeah, that's true. We did have Sulu in one episode, and I did Sulu. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was that was that the naked the naked time one where he was in the bathroom or something? No, that no, was he, the he, one he, with. Uh, uh, what was the name of the computer that gave everyone the red hour? The red hour. Um, oh yeah, yeah. On uh, a Return of the Archons. Mm -hmm, um, oh yeah, the, the computer. Archons. Oh fuck, what was the computer's name? Yeah, yeah but I know exactly remember. what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Landrew. Um, Landrew. Yes. Um, Arcane Flame says more of a late seating question. Any thought to reviewing the 2009 Star Trek film at some point? Yes. Sure. I think we'll get to it eventually. Yeah. It's more than 10 years old now. Mm -hmm. I just have to blindly choose it in one of your, your sadistic choices. <laughs> Um, Duralta Trekkie wants to know for you, Jason, can you imagine playing a Horta or as I love to call it, the living lasagna? Uh, yeah, I could picture playing that. It's too bad that they couldn't talk except through Spock. I would have loved to have a Horta <laughs> on the show. Pain! Mm -hmm. I would like to get to know other aspects of the Horta other than the pain of genocide. <laughs> oh my. Well, but, but Jason, your guy is part Vulcan. Maybe you can mind meld with a Horta and then yeah, but you can't do that shit. Stop taking your, stop taking your, your genetic blockers and mm -hmm. and then you can do all the vulcan shit you know mm -hmm. like how, like like how you like how you fix my penis that was me thinking about it that's how you when you you took you took the you stopped taking the 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 you know the vulcan blockers and then you put your hands on my penis and you and you you took out the you took the bad parts out of my penis remember that's right i cured yeah. you you cured mm -hmm. me yeah you, i, I remember all of it yeah <laughs> i just wanted to remind people that that was something that happened to us that was something that happened yeah um you okay? radical bacon. i didn't actually touch you <laughs> Radical Bacon wants to know, how did we even get into the Academy? <laughs> I got in with good grades. Steve cheated. I did. I cheated. But he cheated effectively. Here and then once we were both in the Academy, he cheated off me. Yep. And here mm -hmm. we are. And the results speak are. for themselves. Me and my albatross. I am a Starfleet officer. <laughs> um, As you often remind us. I, it's, mm -hmm. a, I, it's an accomplishment worth underlining, I think. You say it almost every episode. I mean, mm -hmm. Linda, you wouldn't know. You're just a crewman. You didn't graduate from, from the Academy like I did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what? So so that's why that, that's why I'm, I'm ahead of you in the chain of command. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a commissioned officer bottom of his class that's uh, not is that true i didn't i never actually looked is that true I usually was the they don't they don't say out loud usually it's the people who graduate top of their classes the ones that they announce they don't usually reserve and now the bottom 10 they don't usually do that what's like the opposite of the valedictorian i mean it's shouldn't the, that shouldn't that be something no it's yeah, it's they call, they, they call it the johnson that's that's, that's okay, true now now all, at the academy they call it the johnson linda first of all you don't know that and second of all as we've been over and over this you're, you should not talk to a superior rank like that i'm giving your permission linda don't, don't. i don't need permission you do linda <laughs> 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 Linda really don't need permission as a nobody to an officer. <laughs> fired or some, some shit like that. But you know, it, what are they gonna do? Not pay me? <laughs> in, a, in a society without money, what are you gonna do? Not pay me? Um, <laughs> I mean, there's, you know, I do a good job because I want to do a good job. I talk shit to Ensign Johnson because I want to talk shit to Ensign Johnson. So I mean, yeah, fire me. Wow. Okay, you're fired. <laughs> you don't. You can't. I can't. I'm her superior it, no. officer. Why can't I? You I can't fire crewmen. Hey, you wait, know. wait, 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 wait. If I'm fired, I'm not in Starfleet, right? That's right. And so, like, you know, I can't be court-martialed or anything like that, right? Now you have to treat her like a citizen. I can punch him in the face, and I couldn't be court-martialed, right? Now she, 
No, actually, you can now report his behavior as abuse towards a citizen of the Federation. Yeah, but that's not nearly as much fun. Oh, he'll go away for a little while. Oh, I've been to prison. I've been to prison. Yeah, but... I can you, do my time. Please. Please go do your time. Go eat in the can, shower or something. I Unfire my, her, would you please? Uh, you're unfired. Thank you. My friend has appealed to my... My friend, my friend, my friend has appealed to my my kindness, my boundless kindness and empathy. I have decided to spare your Starfleet career, Linda. You are welcome. Can, can we stop and answer questions? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Um, da David C. Drake wants to know how did we do the voice for the talking penis? It was phenomenal. Thank um, you. I didn't. So there were two steps involved. Number one, I had to talk like this when I was doing. When I was doing blah, blah, I would talk like this, and it was fun. And uh, then I would pitch it up about 20, about 20. I don't know. I, I would uh, change 20 points of pitch up to make it go up even higher. Yeah. Uh, it's John, a very nasal, it's a very nasal thing. John Burton. Congratulations. Welcome to my life. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody will say a word and I'm like, there's a song for that. <laughs> John, you have no idea how many times I don't say something <laughs> john burns wants to know and then robert mills has the follow-up john burns wants to know will there ever be a karen character on the show to which robert mills responds isn't that steve <laughs> <laughs> i am an officer okay do you know oh my gosh you know who i am holy cow <laughs> A Karen. I agree with that. I agree with that statement. I'm That's unfortunately, yeah. I, I never thought of it that way, but yeah, he is a total Karen. Yep. Exactly, Dana. Right. I am an officer. I am a graduate of Starfleet <laughs> Academy. You can't speak to me that way. Uh, yeah, I can. <laughs> and, um. How yeah. many times have you asked for a superior officer? <laughs> you do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Can I speak? Can I speak to your superior? <laughs> I'm going to bump this up the chain of command, Buster. <laughs> and like the completely, like the ineffectual attempts at intimidation. <sighs> mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it's total Karen behavior. Mm -hmm. And because it's a podcast, you know, it doesn't matter that you haven't dyed your hair badly. <laughs> Hmm. It's the future. You don't have to dye it. You just take a pill or something, right? What? Or wave you like take a, a pill laser to change or, your hair color? Or, or like wave like a laser in front of it and it changes it? You know, that's how what they do it. What would everything. the laser do other than catch your hair on fire? I don't know. Have you never seen it's a woman get ready for a date? It's the future. You just wave a thing and it changes the thing. Everyone on the ship, all the ladies have wigs, big wigs. Do you think Rand's hair gets that? kind of checkerboard thing in the front just naturally I thought she maybe. waves a laser in front of her face and she has a checkerboard, a checkerboard laser yeah she has a checkerboard laser no she spends <laughs> hours doing that in the morning and it's a wig and then she just pins it in place you do it once and then it's done you just have to make sure you you know put it on the wig head overnight right. don't, don't let it get messed up with you and you have to do it all over again <laughs> the wig head. look i know you've never been close enough to a woman to see her apply makeup and do her hair you don't know that you're usually you gone before the morning you don't know that for a fact i know know that for a fact oh yeah yeah because you're i have to be asleep in my own bed or i don't sleep well that's true why do you say that like that's not like a real thing i'm very sensitive i just said it I like need, it's a I real need, thing I, i'm very sensitive i need to be in my own bed or i'll toss and turn all night i know i know and you, you've used that as an excuse to never stay overnight with a woman ever it's not an excuse it's the truth i've what? seen you sleep on the floor you fall asleep in chairs constantly you don't wake up and go oh no i'm discombobulated because i wasn't asleep in my 
my bed. How did you do prison? How? They, they gave me a, I had a bed. It was, it was a, it was a Starfleet prison. It was really nice. You don't see the psychological component to this where you have to be home in bed. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter that it's, you, you rest soundly. It's because the concept of being home in bed somehow comforts you. Yeah. It has nothing to do with whatever you're saying, like fear of intimacy or something. That's, 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 that's. Well, what's the difference between the bed with the woman at her place and the bed at home? It's a bed. Yeah. Well, this is my bed. Okay. All I'm saying is you don't know what you're talking about when it comes to makeup and hair. So don't, just don't. You're going to mm -hmm. wind up getting somebody angry. Okay. Okay. Whatever. I don't know. That's how easy it is for us to slip into character. <laughs> <laughs> Duralta Trekkie wants to know, and I think this is mm -hmm. also an in-character question. Did we ever yes. meet Marla MacGyver? Which one's Marla MacGyver? She's the one who went off and married Khan. She left with Khan. I don't think our characters ever did meet her directly. No idea. No, we I met... don't believe. Yeah, I don't believe we did. No, but she would have been on the ship. I mean, I, but we, I don't think we ever actually knew her. Um, nice thing about being on a ship with 400 people is that we have a ready, ready-made excuse to have heard about somebody, but not actually having had interacted with them. Exactly. Okay. This is sci-fi Bronx. This is okay. Sci-fi Brony, excuse me. Uh, Steve wouldn't wake up and say he's discombobulated because he doesn't know that word. I am very intelligent. Hey, Steve, nobody is intelligent when they first wake up. It's, it's in, in, in complete, <laughs> not for once giving you crap. Honest. He, he kind of has a point. You know, we're talking about vocabulary, not smart. I'm just really, really. I'm, I'm just saying that even, even if, if he knew the word, I mean, coming up with that when you first wake up, that's. that's when he first wake up, he wouldn't say I'm discombobulated. He'd come up with a 20 word sentence to just try to describe how he feels. Instead of saying discombobulated. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm really, I'm just, you know, I'm really so over all of the digs at my intelligence. You like, remember them? Uh, oh, oh, I forgot to tell you, we're not in character right now, Steve. <laughs> Same problem. Uh, oh, come on. <laughs> uh, Francois Lacombe says, why doesn't Steve take the woman to his place? Use your head. Not that one. Uh, oh, oh. Because uh, it's way easier to leave someone else's place than to get someone to leave your place. Yeah, let's see how comfortable your bed is if you ever brought anybody home. It's a, You know what? There's not room. It's just a small bed. You're just afraid they're going to see you eating in the shower. That, why it. would they see me eating in the shower unless we were because taking a shower Because the first thing you like to do is have a big breakfast okay first of all i haven't been with a woman since i started the eating in the shower thing so there's flaw number one in your brilliant little you know attempt to insult me how do i know you haven't been sneaking at all this time sneaking what sneaking 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 yeah i was just gonna say the, the food of the women yeah i'd notice a woman i'm talking about sneaking food into the shower maybe it's something that had started in prison you know you know i you don't, don't want anyone else to steal your food i don't really care no. for prison shower jokes either you may not be the strongest guys there's probably nausicans in there with you and they're like human food me <laughs> give me shower sandwich human give me food in shower play domjot after shower <laughs> Now um, that we've established that domjot has multiple meanings to it yeah. oh shit yeah play domjot in shower um, 255AD asks, would we want to serve on the ship in his avatar? It's the most primitive ship ever featured in Trek. It can only go warp 1.3. It takes like 10 years between systems. Oh, that sounds like a ball. <laughs> 
Why would I want to serve on that ship? Well, Ten years between systems? How's the food? Does it, you know, does it have good books? I mean, food, books, I'm happy. Mm, no, I, yeah, pass. I guess, I guess if you don't have anywhere to go. Pass. Pass. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, me too. I don't think so. Da Ten so years. Dane, Dane is the only one who's going to come, pending the food. If the food is good. I'm really happy. I'm really easy to please. <laughs> and if they have enough books. But I mean, yeah. Ten years, how many books are you going to wind up reading? Twice. Well, I wouldn't have to read them twice if they have enough. Yeah, but there's only so much room on a ship. They're just like, keep loading the books on, boys. It's going to be a long, it's, long, long flight. not digital books. Okay, so fine. Read them digital. on a pad. Yeah, exactly. Um, Duralta Trekkie says, uh, Captain Nate Neal here. Come aboard my ship. The USS forgot the name. It's quite nice, and you'll like it here. Um, I like that people have apparently heard the show and still want us to be on their ship. Yeah, that's, that's nice. nice. That's nice. I don't think this is legit. I don't think so either. The forgot the name? The captain forgot the name? How did the captain forget the name? Right. This sounds like a weird sex dungeon kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not falling for it this time. Okay, not again. good. Not again. I, yeah, I don't want to have um, to rescue you from that again. No, well, no. But I mean, was it really that bad? You yeah, was even, it? You weren't even there. You were a little reluctant to leave the last time. Just a little. The counselor mm. chalked it up to, you know, Stockholm Syndrome. But was it really? I mean... I... Okay, so uh, quite honestly, when I finally found him in the dungeon, he was wearing a big diaper. He was eating out of a gigantic bowl full of porridge. He exactly. seemed... That's how it happened. That's how it happened. I'm he seemed you. very content. Very content. Exactly. You know, it's convenient, takes care of all the necessities, and then just he made some adjustments. Mm -hmm. I don't like where this is going. I feel like you're... First of all, you speak in a Scottish accent if you're going to psychoanalyze me, baby. She's Linda. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> they don't pay me enough to psychoanalyze you on purpose. Well, um, Arcane Flame wants to know. I don't think we can answer this question, but Arcane Flame wants to know: Will the Ensigns visit uh, Cetacean Ops on the Enterprise D? No spoilers. That would be a no spoiler. Spoilers. We can't say that. No we spoilers. To go pet the fish? They're yeah, maybe, fish. maybe we'll take a field trip. <laughs> They're mammals. We don't get to go milk the fish. Yeah, Cetacean Ops <laughs> is a room filled with clams. And they just have microphones stuck in there. <laughs> the budget um, was cut. <laughs> Captain, we received a message from Cetacean Ops. It just says, oh shit, the Borg. <laughs> the who? Because it's season one, so we don't know. Um, Lisa Garrison wants to know, is it still ambiguous if Ensign's Log Steve is a salt vampire? <laughs> I'm playing the long game. Yeah, no, it's, uh, Steve is Steve. He's not. He's not secretly the salt vampire. Still, the sad that salt vampire died in that episode. Yes, that species is extinct. Yes, like so many other species that we've encountered in our travels. McCoy, <laughs> McCoy killed it. McCoy, yes, died. McCoy killed it. Um, Lisa Garrison points out, hey, there are lots of uses for dolphin milk in space. Are there, though? Is there? I I, I mean... Can you milk a dolphin? Can you milk a dolphin? Uh, Dana yeah. apparently thinks so. If you if you have the right equipment, and I mean, it's the future, so who's to say they wouldn't have developed it? Yeah, but they're sentient, sapient animals. Why would they want us to milk them? Maybe they get off on it. Great. He said it. He said it. <laughs> they dig it. I didn't have to. They dig it. They, you know, they're like, hey, anybody want to milk me? And like who so, wants to who wants to milk Lieutenant Commander Flipper? Squee. <laughs> Squee. Uh, oh, Jason, here's one for you. Francois Lacombe. Squee. <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not gonna say Lieutenant. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Radical Fra bacon, exactly. Rule thirty four. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. uh, Francois Lacombe wants to know, Jason, what's what's the tattoo on your arm? Oh, um, presumably your a, camera arm. Yeah, it's yeah. a skull and an infinity symbol, and then it have means, a dragonfly it, here. It means then, death forever. <laughs> it's death forever. And then I have the. Uh, I don't think you can see that one, no matter how I turn. Um, I have a hydrogen atom here. I have a dog that's having a minor meltdown somewhere in the house. Um, I have the <laughs> symbols for all the planets, including the sun. And then I have a little Norwegian scroll work because I'm Norwegian. You're all tatted so, up. Yeah. Don't you know you I have a question for Steve. Have you ever considered getting a tattoo? No. Let me answer for him. No. No. You know what? Because I, it's not, I have nothing against tattoos. I just can't think of anything that I want to get that I, that I want bad enough that I want it tattooed on my body. Not even a Starfleet insignia. Not no. even the NASA logo that you wear every day. Anyhow. Yeah. Well, well, then, well, so, so the, the, the tattoo would be redundant. I've got it on my hat. Why don't you just tattoo the, you know, the but sun's, you the sun's mascot on your forehead, and then you, you, you don't have to wear the hat. And then it would be with you all the time. Like you wouldn't have to take it off ever. It could always be with you. Yeah. Arcane Flame says, "Not even Riker's face." <laughs> <laughs> buddy, buddy, I've already got it. <laughs> well, and I, I was thinking that it's not. It's not the face that it's not. He's not just a pretty face. I mean, there's more. There's Riker. There's Ode to Riker. Oh, that, yes, that indeed. only he smells. The musk. So the musk. Yes, indeed. Um, Algrel, what do you mean? What about Pluto? Like a Pluto? His like tattoo. like? No, his tattoo. Yes. Okay. So when I got this tattoo all oh. the way back in yeah. when it was geez, still a planet, I don't know what year it was. It was still a planet. So yeah, Pluto is on my arm. So now it's a now it's a, a dwarf planet. Yeah. No. So now okay. you can just like you know kind of squish that part of the skin together. Yeah. Whenever I show it, I just squish it in. And I go. Don't talk to me about Pluto. <laughs> don't shut up about Pluto. <laughs> it's a sore subject. Mm -hmm. uh, Radical Bacon suggests welcome aboard on the penis. What? <laughs> For a tattoo, for my tattoo, welcome aboard on the penis. Well, well, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Oh no, Dana and I are lining up. <laughs> But, but now, you know, now if the next time someone asks you if you've ever considered getting a tattoo, you can say yes. Yes, I, have considered, I, I, it. I considered. I considered it and you decided not to. I can see, mm -hmm. I, I can honestly say I briefly considered getting welcome aboard tattooed on my dick, but then I decided not to. Mm -hmm. Well, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for watching, everybody. <laughs> no, I'm saying and when you say that to someone. In public, oh, when they leave. When yeah. Like, when you oh. deign to speak to another human being when you're that outside. Always, of that your, always happens. Your house. Does he? Yeah. Ever? I don't know. He's got to say something to somebody. I mean, if the line is too long at the self-checkout, you know, I, I kind of have to. You have to say something to them? You just, like, let them scan your groceries. You put your little card in the reader. Oh, I guess you you, you, you are polite enough that you would say you would say thank you. That's it. Yeah, I'm not rude, Dana. If they say, have a nice day, I'll say thanks. You too. Mm -hmm. yeah. you Three know? whole words, folks. I, I, don't, I don't say, I don't, I'm not like, don't you speak to me. But if they ask him what kind of bags he wants, he punches them in the face and runs out of the store. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, 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 Francois wants to know, Dana, and uh, did you ever consider getting a tattoo? I think I know the answer to this. Oh, God, she's stripping? We're going to get thrown off YouTube. What a great question. Ta-da. So, yep, I have, I have that, that's the other one. The other one's on the back of my head, so it's a little bit harder to get to. So. Yeah. Yep, so I've got two so far. So yeah. far. So far. Mm -hmm. This one, I, I really I really like this one. This one was actually done by a former student, which is just, it's nice. Mm -hmm. It's nice to keep up with former students and to know that they're okay. And to get tattoos from them. And to get tattoos from them. 
from them. Hey, art. <laughs> uh, ben Holman asks, have you all seen Star Trek Acid Party yet? No, I don't even no. know what that is. Oh, wait. No, I have seen it. It's funny. Oh, really? Yeah. I have not I seen it. I haven't even seen all of Star Trek, so... <laughs> Oh, there's a lot of it. <laughs> there is a lot of it. Yeah. No, I haven't seen. I, is it like a YouTube thing? Yeah. You can find it on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to watch it, but you know. Of course you're not. <laughs> <laughs> For as, as someone who, as a professional It's like YouTuber, being best friends with a turtle. It literally it is. It's like, hey, buddy. All the arms come in. The head <laughs> As a professional YouTuber, I watch shockingly little YouTube. I mean, I watch almost no YouTube. But I mean, but that, that I mean, that kind of makes sense because like, you, I mean, it's your job so like i mean i don't go out and like look for like i i don't i don't go through newspaper articles and blog posts and stuff looking to correct grammar god no <laughs> No, like no. You don't just visit other people's schools. Well, and, just and for like, shits and giggles. There are some great questions. Like, I don't. I don't you know, look for look for an opportunity yeah. to hear of people's kids. Like I get, I get <laughs> young people in my life all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, Ellsworth Tui wants to know what's a Star Trek. <laughs> I okay, love it. Out here. Dana, you get to answer that question. Dana, Dana, what's a Star Trek? What's a Star Trek, Dana? It's like sometimes it's a TV show and sometimes it's a movie. Mm -hmm. sometimes, sometimes it's non-canon books. Oh, A lot of them. I thought you said this was my answer. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I meant to whisper that. Sometimes it's non-canon books. So apparently this is like, I'm repeating what Jason says. Sometimes That's it's right. non-canon books. Um, oh, oh, I know a thing. I know a thing. Sometimes okay. sometimes it's fanfic and it involves um things that uh, censor at the time would never print but like like that's where we get slash that's right it's an, it's an online role-playing game yes that <laughs> some people really enjoy a collectible card game as well because i mean those were popular for a while and there's mm. lots, you could have lots of characters and lots of like animals and things that you could put on it you could totally make a ccg fit with uh star trek oh it's been done yeah, yeah. I think. yeah. That's it, what is, it is everything uh, and nothing and it's dolls steve yes it is uh, obviously and and an online uh photo comic that's right thank Thank you John Burns, much. you just mentioned one of my favorite characters ever. All you have to do is mention a character from SCTV, and it'll be, probably be one of my favorite characters. <laughs> Thank you, John Burns. <laughs> um, there's another... Oh, Thoughts on Lower Decks from Arcane Flame. Um, it was hit and miss for me. I mean, I thought parts of it were really funny. I really liked it when they explored an idea or a concept um, in a humorous way. I think my favorite one... There were a couple of times where I laughed out loud, but there was the episode episode where they were taking one of the crew members who had had an accident to a planet yeah. where the crew members all have had accidents and in that room was uh one of those space newts that uh oh the Janeway in Paris that Janeway in Paris had turned into in that yeah, yeah in that room yeah. I thought that was I thought that was funny um but for the most part I really wasn't into the characters all that much so um yeah it was really hit and miss for me I wouldn't I, say it was bad but I I generally really liked it but I think I, I said in my review video and I think I when you and me talked about it too Jason um I only laughed out loud maybe twice for the entire season mm -hmm. I mean I enjoyed it and I liked a lot of it but in terms of like and I, I, I thought I, I appreciated a lot of the jokes and like appreciated a lot of the comedy but in terms of actually getting me to laugh out loud very very rarely mm -hmm. um, I laughed out loud more during Picard whenever Picard had to do something that required him to move a little bit faster and that's just because you're a cruel cruel man and i was trying to extract some sort of joy from the experience you like to mock the plight of the elderly <laughs> one of our finest oh, actors i saw that i could see the panic on the set 
day one when they said it took him 15 minutes to get out of his chair. How are we going to do this? How is he going to do the fight scene? Here we go. Um, he needs a beep chair. Need, oh, oh man, that should, that, that should have been the ending of the first season, and they should have put Picard in the beep chair. The ending of the season should have happened on the first episode. Now, how dare you? Um, ben <laughs> Holman says, "Wait, is there Ensign's Log slash fic, buddy? The Ensign's Log show is the slash fic. <laughs> no, it can't be because we don't have we haven't had sex. Yet. That's true. That's true. We're still teasing them. Kind of, yeah. So that, that's that's where that it, it's fix fic. <laughs> I, I, I have to admit, Robert Mills mentioned it, and I was wondering whether there's no question mark so i mean i was expecting him to post a link <laughs> let us read your ensign slash fic. if okay guys if there is ensign's log slash fic out there Ooh. i need to hear it and we will read the slash fic <laughs> as a patreon bonus we will do an uh, yeah we will do a bonus episode of the slash fic mm -hmm. for sure we just need to know where it is if, yeah. the, if it exists uh, <laughs> um miles mulholland says will Ensign Johnson try to emulate Riker at every moment. Plus, what will happen when you guys meet Barkley and Riker? That's less of a, of a problem now because we've kind of ditched those code names. I mean, I guess we should mm -hmm. mention it that you, you you know you used to be Ensign Barkley and I used to be Ensign Riker, but they were always like code names. So. Yeah, they were just code names for us. Yeah. So I mean, it'll we'll probably mention it. Yeah. yeah, and like I say, I don't. I mean, we haven't really talked about it. We haven't recorded any of the new season yet. I, I think it would be funnier if my character didn't really get on with Riker very much. Thought but, he was you know. full of himself and pretentious. You know? Yeah, what does he think he is? Yeah, but we'll see. I mean, that 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 could be a bit that you guys are like, they took our code names. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some Their moms named their kids after us. <laughs> Must have heard our show <laughs> and changed their last name. Um, Daryl Tatrecki asks, would you, if you have a problem with a French dude sounding British, would you have a problem with a German captain having a British accent? Everyone who's wealthy has a British accent. Yeah. I mean, that's, 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 that's the thing. I grew yes. up watching, I, I grew up watching American TV and movies. So I think German people have British accents anyway. <laughs> exactly. That's the way it works. Yeah. In I like authentic German accents. So yeah. Someone earlier, I didn't, I didn't uh, mention it at the time, but someone earlier asked if we would do a Werner Herzog holodeck episode. <laughs> Where they get trapped in the holodeck on a, on a Werner Herzog oh. um, program. Yes. And an, a Werner Herzog documentary, preferably. They are at the bottom of the world. In the endless snows of the Antarctic, with no hope he of escape, becomes like a counselor on the ship. Oh, Werner Herzog, counselor like, like Vic, like Vic on DS Nine. Yeah. Everyone's going to go see Werner for a little perspective, and his perspective is always very bleak. Yeah, the Borg have sacrificed their humanity for technology. You cannot defeat them. <laughs> <laughs> Embrace the bliss of no longer having to make decisions on your own, but in a true community of like-minded individuals. <laughs> Just whatever the, whatever the bleakest possible outcome is, Werner Herzog would be there to Their encourage us to embrace it. procreation has been planned by a massive computer. <laughs> Anyone who listens to Late Seating knows that Steve and I could never get tired of doing Werner Herzog. No, we, yeah, exactly. We've done Werner Herzog in movie and movie podcasts that have absolutely nothing to do nothing with Nothing to do with Werner Herzog. There is no, absolutely no bridge between the movie we're talking about and Werner Herzog, and yet somehow he just pops up. He fits, he fits right in. Yeah. Um, Arcane Flame says, so is there a shared 
Lemmy Listen universe, uh, if there is a shared Lemmy Listen universe, does that mean Bob Wilkins and American Monsters are canon with the Ensign's log? No, they're not shared. They're not shared. <laughs> it's not a shared universe? <laughs> it's not a shared universe. Uh, Steve and I share a universe with Opinionville and, and, and Stuffy. Yeah. And Stuffy. Yeah. Um, if I wanted to make a shared universe, I would want to create it out of whole cloth, I think, yeah. um, and not link such a massive franchise like Star Trek to uh, something. I mean, Steve knows that I can't stop thinking about doing new shows. Mm -hmm. And so there are other shows that I propose, but I never thought of them as being as being um, interconnected. I, I like them living in their own space. I didn't know that Opinionville was a shared universe. with, with Yeah, yeah we, we've done a couple of little crossovers here and there. Mm -hmm. yeah. Nothing major. Nothing major, but yeah. Nothing major yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> we actually, the, the last time, I think the last time we did a, a, an on-camera crossover was when uh, I had I asked you to do um, um, oh what what's his name the the huckster guy oh uh, bunk bunk yeah yeah uh, he 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 appears in a, in a, a stuffy video from a couple years ago uh, trying to try, trying to upsell me a masturbation aid <laughs> that's right <laughs> because I, I call I, it's a telemedicine thing I call he's like a doctor he's he's and I call mm -hmm. him because I have like a spot on my arm it's like a suspicious and like, Dr. Hamilton bunk Hamilton Hamilton bunk yeah and uh, Hamilton bunk and he and he's like you know uh it sounds like you're, you're jerking off backwards too much <laughs> i can sell you a masturbation aid of my own design it'll fix you right up and i'm like i that's not what i want i'm not buying that from you and he's like mm -hmm. he keeps pushing it that was really fun the sham vag <laughs> that's right the sham I... vag <laughs> oh god <laughs> Oh yes, yes, yes. When we, because uh, you know, D Dana and I are are are, are writing new stuffy episodes uh, right now. Actually, and I say that, and Dana's done all of the writing so far. But technically, she and well, I are writing very, very little because we're. <laughs> but what has been written is so good. Uh, so, um, so yeah, there, there, there's, there's, there's opportunity there for future opinionville crossovers. Oswald will just show up someday. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's that's me, great. Oswald. It. Oh boy, that's so off. I love it. I love it. <laughs> It's like the worst Oswald ever. I love ever. hearing people doing my characters. I love it. Oswald, it's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Radical Bacon still pushing the D&D &D thing. Good oh, for you, oh, you want to build... Good for them. Um, oh, good for them. I'm sorry. Oh, you want to build a world, Jason? Like in D&D? &D? Yeah, Just like in D&D &D, where you have control over the entire environment. You can decide what the townspeople are like. Who's who's mean? Who's good? Are they under the influence of a spell? What, how does that affect the region around it? Are the crops healthy? Or are they you're, withering on the vine? Is there a wizard nearby that possibly could help? Are, you, are there trolls living at the base of the mountain that that co okay. routinely come in and attack. And what? how are your characters going to act and interact with this lush landscape that uh, you've created? Until out of, you... Out and, of the... F you be quiet. You have <laughs> nothing to add to this. <laughs> Nothing effective anyway. So Jason, what, what's your favorite uh, setting? Hmm? Favorite system and setting? Oh, I haven't done it in so long. I mean, I created four in Pathfinder. Mm -hmm. um, and then I haven't done another one since I was about three years ago when I was actually doing a D&D podcast on Let Me Finish or Let Me let me Listen. Yeah, Three for Adventure, Sorry. right? Mm -hmm. Three yeah. for Adventure, yeah. Which I doubt you even listened I, to I, once. I, I tried to <sighs> listen to like the first couple minutes of it and I just couldn't do it. And you went, no! <laughs> I screamed. I was like, oh God, no, I can't do it. People have... Having fun together playing a game! <laughs> oh, no! Fun. Um. <laughs> 
That's why he likes baseball, because he hates fun. Hey, hey, Jason likes baseball, too. You better watch it. I do like baseball. I'm sorry, Jason. Oh, she but apologizes you can to Jason. in front of me all the time, and I just don't. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me, either. It doesn't. I don't. It doesn't. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Question, Steve. Doesn't bother me at all. Um, Radical Bacon wants to know what if Oswald shows up on the Ensign's log. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing: I do a lot of voices in the in the course of an Ensign's log. I've tried to avoid doing any of the character voices from Opinionville. Yeah, um, which does limit li- limit me a little bit, but I will do it if I think it's funny. <laughs> it's me, Captain Funding Monster. <laughs> or I'll just have Steve try to do one of my character voices and then I'll find it hilarious. Captain of the USS First Monsterian Church. That's my funny uh, monster. That's my funny monster impression. Do you want me to do stuffy to you? That's not a bad stuffy. Well, yeah. It's if you die, I'll take it over. <laughs> People will go, it's off, but it's, it's, it's I can get used to it. It's like when Hansen died. You might have to fight <laughs> me for it. What? You might have to fight me for it. You do a pretty good one too. Everybody does a stuffy. Steve, I would appreciate it if you didn't masturbate in the kitchen. Oh, that sounds like that sounds like too much like the real guy. <laughs> I'm trying to eat. Do you mind? At least close the refrigerator first <laughs> at least close the refrigerator first it's a horrible waste of energy <laughs> and the food gets warm when it's supposed to be cold also <laughs> you fling oh god <laughs> you're gonna have to put me in a pillowcase and wash me again <laughs> i can't i can't live like this <laughs> we've been over this i asked you when you moved out i asked you if it's gonna be this way and you said no you promised you said no i said okay then i'll come along have you kept I, that promise i have to wear slippers in a carpeted house <laughs> oh god <laughs> why do i have to do that i know um, i have to do that and i don't like it Steve. it's I not a good this isn't how i pictured my life going <laughs> <laughs> um, Radical Bacon wants to know Is Steve officially a bachelor In the Steve and Stuffyverse? Yes That doesn't have anything to do with our show It doesn't at all Although so, uh, Ellsworth Tui says Stuffy is the new spot <laughs> Hello gentlemen <laughs> Oh no uh, Can't be evil I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm Stuffy the unspeakably evil <laughs> I've killed millions and millions of people. <laughs> My name is feared across the cosmos. <laughs> Coco. Uh... <laughs> <sighs> so anyway, we've been going for two hours. How much longer do you want to go? Until they're dry. Until they're dry. <laughs> um, Duralta Trekkie says, what if Steve and Stuffy show up in the Ensign's log? That's, I feel like that's too much cross-pollination. Yeah, that'd be too much. Yeah. If we're not doing Opinionville, we're not doing Steve and Stuffy in the Ensign's right. log either. I mean, um, yeah. It'd be funny. It would be, yeah, sure. I don't know, but the other thing is, I don't know, I mean, the Ensign's log has built up its, I mean, it, it like the audience of the Ensign's log is the audience of the Ensign's log. And I know there are, there. I'm sure there are people who listen to our show who also know about Opinionville and know about mm-hmm. Stuffy, but yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, you know, just want to presume that like everybody is in on the joke. You know, people right. might be like, what the hell was that? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> they, they, they started doing voices. Like we were supposed to know who they were. Mm-hmm. Um, in the episode where Steve goes crazy and uh, names the triple Jason. Yes. Originally that triple was going to be part of the show from that point forward, but it was funnier to kill it. <laughs> so we 
killed it. And in a very satisfying way as well. Yeah. That was so much fun to play. That was so much fun to play. But I had plans for that Tribble that I just just tossed it out the window as soon as I saw something funny funny. in the episode. Because eventually that Tribble was going to talk and maybe he turned into Stuffy. Who knows? Okay. (laughs) Radical Bacon wins because they say Trials and Tribble Jasons. Oh, I like that. Me too. Well played. Uh, uh, James Stoddard asks Dana, and I I guess this will open this up not just to Ensign's Log, but to your actual theater work. What Dana, what is your favorite character that you've played, and what character do you want to play? Um, well, Ensign's Log uh, was Lenore. Um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna miss getting to play Lenore because uh, you know we're, we're moving ahead, and <laughs> she's not an Ensign. She, she wasn't there when some dumbass pushed the panic button. Um, <laughs> It was an accident. It was an accident. We were having a fight. There, there are a lot of those around you guys. Anyway, um, um, probably my favorite character was when I totally was when I was in uh, the Mysterious Ferret Style, where I got to play uh, one of the murderers. So that was it's always fun to play the bad guy. It, it really is. Um, if I was gonna play just any character, um, probably Mark Antony. Got some great lines. Um, really nice in in Julia, not not in Antony and Cleopatra, but in Julius Caesar. There's just a nice development of the character. Um, you know, you, you get to see the ascent to power. Um, and some lovely, lovely, lovely lines. Um, and uh, the 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 company that I did 1984 with had actually done um, Julius Caesar the previous summer. Um, but it's hard to do summer shows with them because that's actually down where I work. Um, which is about it's like a 35 to 40 minute drive. Just they're they're also at the other end of town, so it's past where I work. So it's it's a bit of a drive. Um, so. I chose, plus there was a closer theater doing Mamma Mia, which I love. So I did that instead. But that would be a lot of fun. That's uh, awesome, man. James Stoddard says, Dana, you should play Khan. Is Khan going to be on the show? Probably not. Okay. Well, then I won't. <laughs> I, mean, like, we, I, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't. I would, Jason, is Khan going to be on the show? No. <laughs> I wouldn't think so. <laughs> I didn't think so. Francois Combe has a good question that will presumably be answered. Thanks at- for the save, Dana. Oh, God. What? That- <laughs> Francois Lacombe wants to know, why didn't the panic button follow us to the 24th century? Because I didn't want it to. There you go. Because we wanted to get rid of that 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 get plot rid of albatross that, around that our neck. Plot crutch, yeah. <laughs> um, Miles Mulholland says for you, Jason, would you let fans do voice cameos scripted by you on the show in return for Patreon support? That would be awesome. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I could offer that up. Yeah, that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be bad. You need to make sure that you have the correct audio. It would probably determine how um, how it appear. I can always make compensation for bad audio by making it a comm call. Yeah. If someone calls in on the comm, then the audio doesn't have to be perfect. Um, so um, I did that with uh, a lot with uh, uh, American Monsters. The reason why right. it was a call-in show and the, they, the interviews were by phone was because not everyone would have the same level of, of recording equipment. But I think that's I think that's a really good idea, actually. And that's, yeah. Um, are you, Jason, are you familiar with uh, Zombies Run? By the way, this is to answer an earlier question from Radical Bacon that Steve never bothered to ask, oh, which God. is, do I have cat? Yes, I do. I have three cats and two dogs. Um, Jason, are you familiar with Zombies Run? No. Okay. Um, it's it's in you know audio app, and they mm-hmm. had, they had some some fan submission stuff that they then incorporated into the app. But it was it was exactly what you said. It was you know they, they did a call into the the radio show that they had, and mm-hmm. so it was you know so if you guys if, if the Ensigns did a, a call in to the new version, you know <laughs> if they you know had something like that, mm-hmm. you could have call ins to the podcast. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. And uh, uh, Radical Bacon says that. Uh, uh, 
says, I have a blue snowball. That's which is not a great microphone, but it's okay. That is literally the exact microphone that Dana uses. Mm -hmm. So that's correct. Even so though ironically, it's not actually blue. It's no, confusing. <sighs> It, confusing it looks, it looks it's kind of scary looking let's be honest when it's it on the, the 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 evil um uh the from um portal it's got this no 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 not where is it from oh yeah it looks like Otto from wally with that glaring red eye oh yeah i remember that character <laughs> to answer radical bacon's question about our analytics our analytics are great yeah right now um we have doubled the number of listens um for our shows every year since about 2014 um, so for example, in 2018, we only had 112,000 and now we're running last year, which is the last analytics I have for the entire year. We're at 250,000 a year. Um, so we do have a, a healthy listenership. It's not like in the millions. I'm not looking for it to be in the millions necessarily. Um, but we've, we've been doing very well. It's, it's a sweep up rather than a peak and then going back down again. Um, and you know, we, we run, uh, I don't know, I think in total it's almost a million since mm -hmm. we started uh since we started uh, uh let me listen so it's not bad it's not bad yeah. people actually listen to the show which is great mm -hmm. <laughs> it's awesome. Imagine that. i know right <laughs> uh dana arcane flame says with your shakespearean knowledge and experience you would make a good general chang which i don't you, you know, you, I don't think i don't think you've seen that movie have you star trek six i have not um but like that's uh yeah yeah somebody somebody did the general chang because he has one of antony's lines um, you know, cry havoc and let's let the yes. dogs work. And somebody mm -hmm. did that, and I guess they were going for General Chang, and I was just, I just remember thinking, that's a little bit over the top, but whatever. Yeah. You're into me, you're right. And then I was just like, later I was like, oh, they were doing it the way this guy does it. So that guy does it over the top. Christopher yeah. Plummer is that guy, or was. Now he's dead. Yeah. But, I mean, and in fairness, he's not doing Mark Antony. He's no, doing he... General Chang as Mark Antony, which is, which is fine. I'm just, yeah. I'm like. That's during, it's it's during his, his, his Shakespeare quote spree near the end, when he's just throwing out every Shakespeare line he can remember because <laughs> he senses the end is near. Um, can you give us, a, if I if I give you the, the dialogue, can you give us a, 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 a line of Shakespeare and Klingon? No. She doesn't know Klingon. I'm going to, I'm going to tell okay. her what it is. It's, it's okay. it, the, okay. The Klingon, cause I don't, Hey, I don't know Klingon either, but I remember the movie. Um, the, the, the line, the Klingon version of to be or not to be talk, bok, talk back, which by the way, made the person that was compiling the Klingon dictionary for publication. They just had decided that there would be no to yes. be. They had to come up with it for the, for the movie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Talk back, talk back. It's good. All right. So, you know, it's, 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 you know, introspective. You know, the, 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 it doesn't really work in Klingon because Klingon is so spitty. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. It, but the, 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 they, they tend to be very forceful and like Hamlet, first of all, as a play as a whole, except, you know, for about three and a half minutes of the end. <laughs> It's it's very introspective. Now those three and a half minutes, they accomplish a lot. Yeah, Mac Macbeth is more of a Klingon. Yes, Klingon story. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm sure they love Titus Andronicus. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I think we talked about that before. Titus Andronicus is like the uh, the only Shakespeare that the Klingons are really like super into. They're like, oh, we like this one. Like, this was written by a Klingon. Rocks um, fall, everyone dies, except they all kill each other. The rocks kill each other. Yes. 
<laughs> uh, Maylee wants to know who did the drawing of Jason and Steve that is the, the, the logo for the show. I did. Yeah. Steve doesn't really. He just shows up. I don't do any. I, I've told people this before when I talk about the pie. I literally, the, my, the sum total of my contribution to both of the podcasts that I am on with you is I sit down in front of this microphone right here and I run my mouth. And Which then is I, gold. And I record it and I send it to you and I'm like, there you go. Right. Yeah. And then you actually do the do the work and make it into a show. He's like that with friendships too. Yeah, exactly but like that. No, no, now you do more because now you take the audio that I upload and you send it to Dave. Oh, that's I, true. That's true. I do do that too. So so really I do most of the work. I mean, when you think about it. Oh boy. Oh, <laughs> it's really sad what's going to happen to Steve Johnson. <laughs> when you say what do you mean he's mute? <laughs> oh, he can only bang on this pot with a ladle? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm in a beef chair now? <laughs> oh, irony of ironies. Oh, cruel fate. <laughs> and he is on the Yamato. He's not with us here. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> There's the ship is starting to malfunction. Oh, what's another? What's another? What's a ship that got destroyed at Wolf? Oh God! Um, oh, the uh, what was the? Was. Uh, oh, excuse me, Wolf three five nine. Yeah, three five nine. Um, the Kyushu. The Kyushu. Uh, the Yorktown. The, Mel the Melbourne. The Melbourne. Yeah, that's it. The Melbourne was the Admiral ship. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Radical Bacon says a beef chair. No, that's the chair I I have in the shower. <laughs> That's the chair I, I keep in the shower. And I have to replace it every few weeks because, you know, it uh, um, that's the nickname for the toilet. The, the beef chair. Mm -hmm. uh, Maylee wants to know, Jason, do you know which countries our listeners are from? Um, I can look up that information. Um, the, I do get analytics from that. And I can tell you that the majority of the listeners are from uh, the United States. But we also have in there the United Kingdom, which comes in second, Canada, which comes in third. And I don't know if I can pull all of the countries. Oh, yeah, I can. Look at that. <laughs> Germany, Germany, Australia, the Netherlands, Mexico, Denmark. And these are significant numbers. Um, New Zealand, Sweden, Poland, Brazil, Finland, Hungary, Norway, France, wow. Ireland. Yeah, we have a lot. We have a lot. The lowest one, mm, the yeah. lowest one is the Philippines. So yeah, we do, we do, we do have a lot. Come on, Philippines, get in the game. Yeah, get your head in the game. Yeah. I don't what know how doing? I'm going to attract a more Pinoy audience, but I can try. <laughs> I've been telling you that for years. I know you've been on me. Just give it a rest. Jump it all over you about and, and, the Filipino. And we're wondering audience. why there's no slash mix. CMAC <laughs> <laughs> uh, points out the, the yes, the Melbourne was one of the ships that was offered Riker. Yes, he was. Uh, oh, that's about, right. Yeah, good he thing he didn't have, take that promotion. Who would have died? It's good thing he held out for the tight. Maybe, maybe if he'd been the captain, things would have gone different. <laughs> he he would have turned around and left when that Borg cube showed up. Like, nope, fuck this. I'm out. I'm out. I just got this baby. I'm not fighting Borg. No, 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 no. Oh, darn. I have to kill my captain and become captain of the ship that I've wanted to be captain of. Oh, darn. Um, anybody else notice he already has the fourth rank pip on his collar? He hasn't even <laughs> officially been promoted yet. He pins it on right before he says fire. He just... <laughs> A yeoman brings it to him and he's like, oh, thank you. Fire. Now walk out backwards. It's on a platter. <laughs> now walk out backwards. <laughs> more more deferential now. There you go. Mm -hmm. Dip the head, dip the head. Uh, has a has a request for you, Dana. Now that now that you have now that you have showed off your, your Shakespeare bona fides, uh Duralta Trekkie wants an impromptu puck from you. If we shadows have offended, etc. etc. So just do the whole speech from memory. Oh, okay. Well, um, <laughs> 
<laughs> just just do, do the whole, just do the whole Shakespeare uh, 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 soliloquy from memory. Old Jason, an actor for God knows how long. <laughs> if we shadows have offended, think but this, and all is mended. That you have but slumbered here while these visions did appear, and this weak and idle theme no more yielding but a dream. Gentles, do not reprehend. If you pardon, we will mend. I'll just love it. Gold. Gold. Jason, do you have a mm -hmm. Shakespeare speech that you would like to share with the audience? Certainly. I'll do or the, the opening or speech to... Like to or that Richard you would like to look up on Google. <laughs> to Richard III. <gasps> Ooh, please. When I played Richard III. You, oh, is, is he an important character? It's been a very long time, but... Were, uh, were, there, were there five curtain calls? No, I don't know. <laughs> it's been so goddamn long. I played Richard uh, III. There were five curtain calls. <laughs> Okay. Now is the winter of our discontent, made glorious summer by this son of York, and all the clouds are lowered upon our house in... Oh, what is the word? I want to jump to deep. I think it's in the deep bosom of the ocean buried. Now our brows bound with victorious wreaths, our bruised arms hung up for monuments, our stern alarms changed to merry meetings, our dreadful marches to delightful measures. Grim-visaged war hath smoothed his oh come on smooth his wrinkled front uh this is gonna get worse as i go on um <laughs> and now instead of mounting barbed steeds to fright the souls of fearful fearful adversaries he capers nimbly in a lady's chamber um, to the lasciviously lascivious plucking of a lute, and that's where it dries up it's been 30 years <laughs> that's amazing since... that you got all that from memory though that's <laughs> It's, you know, when you do it over and over and over and over again, eventually it gets washed out of your brain because your brain says, no, you don't need this anymore. That but yeah. Now it's my turn. Okay, hang on. I, yeah. need to, I need to look this up because I don't have it off the top of my head, but I know exactly what I want to do. Uh, I, have, I have a guess, but go ahead. Well, and are, are you going to... It's not the St. Crispin's Day speech. But it is from Henry V. Okay. Yes, but are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you gonna do it from heart, or are you? Gonna... No, I, I can't. I don't know it. I don't know it by heart. No, no, um, no. That's not what I was gonna ask. Are you? Are you gonna? Should, do you want me to do it as Jack? Yeah. <sighs> Okay, I will do it as Jack. Okay, um, Jack McPherson, a Stephen Stuffy character, a Stuffy and Friends character, I should say. Um, so the uh, the the scene. This is from Henry V, um, Act One, Scene Two, and the scene is that uh, King Henry has just been brought a sarcastic gift from the French Dauphin, a gift of tennis balls. That is a great insult to King Henry. So he is now speaking to the messenger who came on behalf of the Dauphin. So this is this speech. Henry V as played by Jack McPherson. <clears throat> we are glad the Dauphin is so pleasant with us. His present and your pains we thank you for. When we have matched our rackets to these balls, we will in France, by God's grace, play a set shall strike his father's crown into the hazard. Tell him he hath made a match with such a wrangler that all the courts of France will be disturbed with chases. And we understand him well, how he comes o'er us with our wilder days, not measuring what use we made of them. We never valued this poor seat of England, and therefore living hence did give ourselves to barbarous license, as tis ever common that men are merriest when they are far from home. But tell the Dauphin, I will keep my state, be like a king, and show my sale of greatness when I do rouse me in my throne of France. For that I have laid by my majesty and plotted like a man for work and days. But I will rise there with so full a glory that I will dazzle all the eyes of France, yea, strike 
like the Dauphin blind to look on us, and tell the pleasant prince this mock of his hath turned his balls to gunstones, and his soul shall stand sore charged for the wasteful vengeance that shall fly with them. For many a thousand widows shall this mock, mock out of their dear husbands, mock mothers from their sons, mock castles down, and some are yet ungotten and unborn that shall have cause to curse the Dauphin's scorn. So get you hence in peace, and tell the Dauphin, his jest will savor but of shallow wit, when thousands weep more than did laugh at it. Convey them with safe conduct, fare you well. End scene. Friday night I witnessed a rare performance of Henry V by a tiny drunken teddy bear. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, and some random geek with the joke from the actual video. That is great. Did you write it? That was that was that was that was the joke that my dipshit character says in the video of that. Yeah. Like that was really good, Stuffy. Did you write that? I think we're good. Yeah. So I think we're, we're 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 reciting Shakespeare. Now. Yeah. Are we? Are, are is it is it time to go? We've taken a left turn in Albuquerque pretty pretty sharply. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. We have to go now because Andre Kriskovich just requested Stuffy as King Lear. No, we're not doing that. That's. <laughs> That's, we're good. We're good. Oh, Stuffy would totally be Cordelia. <laughs> I would like. I would like to thank everybody who's made uh, season three a success, and for the people who've stuck with us for three years. Thank you. Um, doing this show is one of my favorite things to do, um, and uh, I'm glad that you guys appreciate what we're doing. And I hope you join us for season four. There's going to be a lot of changes in, um, um, as far as the show goes, but I mean, <laughs> um, it's still at its heart going to be two idiots in space. Um, and I, I like to take this opportunity right now because I don't get an opportunity to say it all that often. Steve does because he mentions the show all the time on his YouTube uh, program that I am very blessed to have these two people helping me bring this show to the public and for eager consumption this show would not exist without Steve I would not have done it had Steve said no um, and I'm lucky that um, Steve is basically my I know we've made a lot of jokes about him not doing anything but if I didn't have him the show wouldn't have wouldn't have worked and I'm glad that Dana is with us because it fills us out and now the show feels complete. And uh, I want to thank Dana for joining us and overcoming all of her, you know, being hesitant <laughs> and afraid. And <laughs> At least enough. I mean, it, it ain't overcome yet, that's for sure. But, uh, mm -hmm. but especially, yeah, especially you guys for being here today and for continuing to support the show. Thanks. And thanks for the good ideas too, Steve. Yeah, so we're, something we're, we're nice totally to stealing those. Yeah. No, no, I, yeah. Well, I mean, I'll just, I've reiterated what I've said uh, before, which is, I mean, the, the Ensign's Log, for as long as we've been doing it, the Ensign's Log has been one of my favorite things that I do. Um, I just, it's a joy to get together every two weeks and record it. It's always fun. It's always interesting. It has never, it, it has never been something where I've been like, oh God, I've got to do the Ensign's Log today. Like, it's always something <laughs> I look forward to. Um, and a lot of it is getting to play with you, Jason, because I love working with you and I love, I mean, you're, we're like best friends in real life. And mm -hmm. I mean, you're one of my favorite people and I, I love getting to do something creative with you. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's us working together and it's Star Trek and it's like, I mean, come on, what's not the love it's, yeah. and, and, and this, this year having Dana with us has been, 
has been wonderful. I think I agree. She has absolutely brought the show up. Um, it's been wonderful for me to work with Dana because she and I go back a long way. And when, whenever she and I get to do creative stuff together, it's it's always a joy. And having the three of us do things together as, as to make a show together is just, I mean, like what more could I ask for? It's one of my favorite things. And yeah, thanks to everybody who has listened to the show, who has come to this tonight and asked such awesome questions and made suggestions and, and joined us and had fun with us and played with us. Um, thank you so much. Thank you so much. So yeah, anyway, Dana, would you like to say anything? Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> thank you guys so much for having me on the show. It's been lots and lots of fun. Um, it's been um, terribly, it, it, uh, well, no, not terribly. It's been moderately stressful. It's not nearly as stressful as like real life is, God knows. But um, it's like, it's nice having a different outlet for my stress. But it's been, you know, because it's a creative kind of stress, like, okay, what am I going to do? And, you know, trying to think through things and then, you know, thinking about it later being like, poop, I should have said that. Um, <laughs> and just, and, and playing, you know, you know, being silly together and, and coming up with story together. And yeah, it's, it's just so much fun and I like it. And I'm so glad that other people like it too, and that we get to do it and we get to share it. Um, one of the things that I tell my students is that I, I, I believe that we have that as humans, that we have an instinct to create and share stories. And that's what I get to do with you guys. And it's a lot of fun. And I'm so glad that I get to keep doing it. Yay. Yep. So I get so Jay, Jason, how long until we start season four? About two weeks. Two weeks. There you go. To season four. We'll see you in season four, everybody. Thanks Bye. for Thanks for watching. Thanks for joining us. Uh take care. See you in the stars, everybody. <laughs> the Ensign's Log is a Lemmy Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives. Dana Cole, and Jason Harding. Produced by Jason Harding. Music, Secret of Tiki Island, composed and performed by Kevin MacLeod. Find all of Kevin's music at incompetech.com. You can find more Lemmy Listen podcasts at lemmylistenpodcast.com. And if you like what we do, you can support us on Patreon at patreon slash lemmylisten. And thanks for listening.